What's up, everyone, and welcome to Look Who's Talking Mao. I'm your host, Chris Mowry, and on this episode, I'm very excited to have two guests I've been trying to have on for a while. Madison Ward of Madison Ward and the Mama Bear. How you doing, man? Hey, man. How you doing? Doing good. Doing great. Uh, and Chef Carlos Mortera of The Bite and Pollo. How are you hey. doing, brother? Good. How you doing, Chris? What's up? I am doing fantastic. Very excited to have both of you on for this one. We're going to talk about their careers, how they got to where they are now. Uh, then we'll get into some film and stand-up talk as well. But Madison, of course, you are a part of the band Madison Ward and the Mama Bear, mm-hmm. uh, folky mother-son duo. Uh, did you grow up listening to that genre of music, uh, or how did how did that really come about? Yeah, uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of that s- style of music in our house whenever I was a little kid. But uh, but really, my mom and my mom and dad they they played everything. They were real eclectic, you know. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, hesitant to say Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and uh, oh, a lot yeah. of other, a lot of, um, just a lot of soul, you know, folk, uh, maybe a tiny bit of country. And, uh, but you know, when I, when I started getting a little bit older, my brother and I, uh, it was just like hip hop. That's all that we really listened to. And, uh, that was for, you know, my elementary years of school all the way up until, uh, mid high school, then my sister started turning me on to like more rock and roll music, and, mm-hmm. and then whenever I actually started song writing, I went back to all the stuff that my parents were listening to, and playing at a young age, and and realizing that I still liked it and had a fondness for it, and even though I had a long detour for like most of my childhood, so yeah, and then you know you start writing like you have a different appreciation whenever you write music and start actually writing your own songs you appreciate everything and see it through a different lens yeah so you said hip-hop was pretty big do you have a top five top five uh what mcs yeah or? no <laughs> no <laughs> i i yeah. i'm not <laughs> yeah, i know i'm not one of those I, I can tell you some you know just like some folks that i like right yeah in this moment mm-hmm. like i'm really liking push a t i mean i've liked him for a long time yeah. and uh I mean, I would, I don't know, I'd maybe put him up in a top five. And then, you know, like, you put Jay-Z in a top five. I'd put Eminem in a top five. And I'm, I, I find myself, I'm putting people in a top five when I just told you I didn't have a top five. Yeah. <laughs> but Well, you just start thinking about it, then you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah I guess I kind of have. Yeah, I, I like uh, Little Brother. You like Little Brother? I do like Little Brother. I yeah, like, their new album was good. Yeah, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, Rhapsody lately. She just yeah. put a new record out. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I like uh, I like a lot of hip hop. I like lyricists and people who just, you know, who have a lot to say. In or even if it's just you know BS, it's like I like people who are who are just rambling when they rap and just it's give me as many lyrics as possible. You know. Yeah, that's but, why I'm an MF Doom guy because that's all he does. It's just yeah. like weird, wild shit, and you're like, what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, so I got sent the new album. Uh, and gave it a listen. Oh, no. I think it's some of the best best stuff that you you guys have done. Thanks, uh, man. Talk to me about it. What, what's uh, what's going on with this one? Well, I was uh, so I was recording these songs and in, uh, in in the songs on this record. The record's called Started with a Family, and it's uh, it's very similar to it's the stuff that my mom and I would normally make before it starts getting like the you know sort of that corporate paintbrush, mm-hmm. and before a lot of musicians get added on and. Uh, lots of like overdubs and ideas it's it's what those songs sort of sound like in the beginning and we wanted to put out an album that just it was that it was those those genesis stages of what we come up with and so i started writing all these songs and i was sending them to 
uh, Nathan Chapman, who we recorded it with, and he recorded our last EP, The Radio Winners, and he was really loving these songs, and I just kept sending them to him. I don't even know why I was doing it. Yeah. I just kept sending I was like, yeah, I would send it to him and maybe about three other people I knew. And he just said, come on down to Nashville. I want to make this with you. I want to take these songs that you've been coming up with, and, I'd, and I want it to be you and your mom, and I don't want any, anything else on it. And I would like to record it straight to tape and do most of it live. And that's what we did. We went, we went out to Nashville, went to the famous Blackbird studio and got one microphone. And we sat on each side of this microphone and just sort of played these songs live pretty much. We didn't, there cool. wasn't a bunch of uh, redos or uh, retakes or whatever. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful way to make a record. Yeah. It was really cool. That sounds like fun. Uh, and your debut album and subsequent EP were released on Glassnote, but what, how are you guys releasing this one here? This one is being released independently. I mean, you'll be able to find it like on all these digital outlets and stuff, but we're, we're sort of like, it's, it's kind of like a partnership with Nathan Chapman. It's our own, you know, project that we wanted to do. And it's, yeah. and it's real special to us, you know, and we, we, we love, uh, I mean, it's sort of a, it was, I, I guess right now we're recording this. <laughs> two weeks before this is coming out so i can say now yeah confidently it was sort of a surprise drop yeah. so we released this album in a sort of a uh just dropped it on folks and didn't tell them it was coming and uh and that's a, it's a fun way to do it like that yeah you know? just be like oh hey by the way yeah just by the way new just, music's out <laughs> yeah, yeah new music just go go buy it yeah. uh and some of that new music uh never met a mother and uh little mountain are the songs that i gravitated towards the most Thank i you. really liked both of those um and never met a mother is like it has um there's like some industry stuff in there where you're, uh, the take 10 percent, but for you i'll take five right i was right. like oh that's that's good oh thanks man <laughs> that's uh yeah and it's like never met a you know like a mother yep. mother effort it's not yeah. like uh you know people know because we're i'm in a band with my mom they're gonna yeah. be hearing mother immediately yeah and then i just want people to really focus on that it's like a manager who's finding a kid who he knows can you know just sing like like no other and can really you know uh hold his own and then he's he's just wanting to push this kid and you know and starting to realize that the kid's in it for different reasons than the actual manager yeah and uh i just i just love that that concept i love the concept of industry finding these little fish that they just think oh i just want to do all this with you yep and often that that vision is a lot different than what you know than the person that they're seeking out so. yeah but yeah, I, I can tell you firsthand that that's definitely the case. That's why I yeah. don't do any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Like it could just, it's too much. And you play with a full band uh, with some great musicians. I was actually trying to have Tom on this one, but oh, he's yeah. got a, you know, he's got big boy jobs, so he's got to right, go right. do that. I can do Tom for you. Hey, yeah. what's going on, man? Hey, I'm Tom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And he's been on it. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> But but the duo is an interesting dynamic because it is mother and son, and that's not the normal mo for bands these days. Is, right? Does that present any sort of challenges, like travel wise or anything like that, that makes it a, a little interesting or different? Well, I mean, not that I know of. You know, I mean, it's it's the only way that I've ever performed or uh, presented my any music or anything. It's has has been in a duo. And it's been in a duel with my mom, so she was there at the beginning. Yeah. And I've played with some other people here and there, but it was it was always started with her. Yeah. And so, and since that, I I don't really um, I don't find I don't find those setbacks that people 
would probably normally have with their mom because she's also an artist you know she's a musician mm-hmm. and when we're on the road it's really just like it's it's a bandmate it's yeah. just you know we we go off and do our own thing uh she <laughs> the way that she works is she kind of just likes to be like left alone like yeah. afterwards it's like i'm going i'm going to the hotel later peace yeah and then i'm like okay i might i might explore explore the city or whatever yeah and we just sort of do our own thing so it's um if sh- if we had more of a needy sort of classic dynamic mother and son dynamic it it, w- it probably wouldn't work yeah i don't think it would work um and so that's i'm kind of interested in how uh, the songwriting process works for you guys and how you guys kind of started i mean like well let's start writing together how did that all right. come about well uh, i started writing songs early on like around i say early it was like a junior year high school or whatever and i used to just like to write songs to try to make people laugh to, to, i'd bring my guitar to school and i would uh you know i don't know i don't know why it's something about whenever you get into high school people stop asking questions so if you like <laughs> so if you just walk through the hallway with a guitar nobody's, nobody's gonna say he, anything. he yeah. has a band class up here apparently but i didn't yeah. and i'd just be taking it around and you know, you get that teacher who's kind of lazy and doesn't care, and you bust out your guitar and just start, check out this thing I wrote. And I was trying to just make kids laugh, and that first time I started to realize kids liked it was that, that good feeling where you're like, oh, I might have something here where I can make I entertain people with this instrument. And my mom started loving all the stuff I was writing. And she was like, the more bizarre the songs got, the more she would love them. And then she'd say, come up during my break. I'm going to go perform at a, a coffee shop. During my break, come and play some music and play the stuff you've been writing and she pretty much forced me to do it and i and i was cool with it and (laughs) and she she loved it and that that sound became the what the duo was yeah because at the time she was doing covers and she had stopped writing Mm. so our sound sort of became this kind of weird sort of our original spin original take on folk and uh probably a lack of an of my intelligence with the genre which made it original yeah was there a, was there a specific moment when you renewed like this is what I'm gonna, I'm going to be a musician or was it just like that moment in the in the classroom I th- I think I think that specific moment was like one time my dad and I we went out to Bluebird Cafe in Nashville famous Bluebird Cafe mm-hmm. and uh, when I went there the guy who had written that wrote that song. That's so tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was like, what, Tony Orlando made it famous or something like that. But the guy who wrote that, he he was there that that night, and they were all playing it around. And whenever he got to that course, tie a yellow ribbon, the whole coffee shop or Bluebird Cafe would just erupt. Everyone knew every lyric, mm-hmm. and they all started singing it at the same time. And that feeling was insane that there could be something that is so embedded in everyone's brain and i'm looking around my left and right wondering well like i I didn't get the cue yeah i didn't know that we were supposed to be singing this thing (laughs) so i just knew i wanted to write a song like that and so i ended up writing the song it actually has the word yellow is yellow taxi and i brought that back to independence where we're living and went to the coffee shop played it often people started singing the lyrics to it the next few times that we went to uh, this coffee shop and then they'd say play that yellow taxi song in the moment I started really feeling like we were doing something that was that beautiful feeling that I got at Bluebird Cafe I was like Mm -hmm. maybe this is this this might be there might be something here let's try to get a career let's just try to get a career I don't care if it goes big or little let's just try to do something and then it went bigger than we ever could have imagined really 
have you had an oh shit moment yet where you're like I'm actually doing this like meta hero or you open for someone and you were just like I can't believe that I'm doing this right now okay well, well at the time right right before we uh, really started uh, you know getting getting serious I was listening to a lot of Jack White and a lot of a lot of people are you know split on Jack White I, I love the guy I think he's great mm-hmm. and I would listen to a lot of White Stripes and stuff and I and I remember um, I kind of thought about his record label. I was like, that'd be a really cool label to get on. And, you know, we didn't get signed to, to his label. But the, one of the first things we ever did was we had to go down to Nashville for Americana Fest. And they were trying to find out where we're going to have these people play, what spot, uh, what coffee shop, whatever. And they said, how about we have them come do it at Third Man Records? And I was thinking, that's like the one band I've been listening to, the one you know uh artists who i've been following in in the last time i went to nashville third man was closed and i couldn't go go in and now i'm going to be playing in uh the secret blue room which that whole studio is like a secret to like you know you you have to get like invited into that thing like Mm -hmm. deep into it and so we played for like a room full of like maybe like 80 or so tastemakers that are all packed into this little blue blue room and uh in in that moment i was like i don't I don't even care if we go home empty-handed. I was like, <laughs> this was a... I'm, I couldn't believe I, I was in that... In such a strange place. Yeah. Such a weird, you know, situation. It was great. That's awesome. Is there any uh, shows or, or tour dates or any of that stuff coming up in the future? Probably can't talk about it now, but... Yeah. You I'm could say, to, hey, I'm trying, to, stuff's yeah, stuff's <laughs> trying to do the math in my yeah. head. Yeah. Um, well, we right now we're just doing one-offs and... Um, as far as touring, we'll just see if, if it's something we want to tour, if we want to go back into the studio and, uh, and uh, release something else. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll be doing some one-offs. we got like a little Nashville gig here coming up and uh, uh, a little gig in Memphis coming up here. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it all remains to be seen right now. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks, man. Well, Carlos, you are the owner and operator of some fantastic spots in Kansas City. The oh, Bite, which you. is a sandwich shop in the River Market. Uh, the menu features other items besides sandwiches, though. But most notably, recently, on Wednesday nights, you and Drew Clark have started a vegan taqueria, which has been very successful. Yes. That's, uh, vegan food is very close to me. My mom being vegan, kind of grew up a little vegetarian. So mm-hmm. veganism is something that I, I had a restaurant before that it was Fudu with a few other partners that we ended up closing. And I think that time for veganism wasn't right yet in Kansas City. I think yeah. Takariya Vegana is doing it now. Uh, yeah. It's been very successful so far, and we'd like to see where the next chapter is going to be for that. Yeah, you know, and you guys have been running out of food. Every night. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, we prep enough for it that every night we keep running, which is a good thing and a bad thing because we want everybody to try the food. Yeah. Some people leave kind of sad and angry, but they can come back early next time. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, oh, we tried to get there, yeah. but it was all yeah. sold out. So You also run uh, Pollo, uh, which is a great grilled chicken spot uh, where your dad is one of the main cooks. Uh, yeah. that's Well, my dad is my partner in that, in oh, that okay. one. Uh, we, I, my dad in Mexico, he used to have uh, chicken restaurants. And I always wanted to do something with my dad. I get, you know, growing up, going to his businesses and stuff like that. And we talked about before, like having something here. He knows chicken. People love chicken. So we decided to do a, a, I call it Mexican barbecue. Yeah. So it's a wood fire uh, grill. We do chicken, we do ribs. And uh, yeah, we're business partner of this. 
he runs the day-to-day and everything else and i just kind of do the face and everything behind scenes so i feel like you looked at me whenever you said chicken I mean, I mean, everybody loves chicken. Like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, loves like it. you definitely knew I liked it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were vegetarian. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> Carlos did not do that. <laughs> I did. I thought I was projected. <laughs> you didn't know you were genetically predisposed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Uh, Dave Chappelle. You, you exactly. yeah. You obviously see a lot of uh, flavors from your Mexican heritage on your menus, but I, I've always wanted to ask you where the Asian inspiration comes from because at Pollo you do a really great uh, kimchi rice that I get every time I'm there. And then you also do, I know Tulipana loves the potato kimchi side at the yeah, bite. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patatas bravas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where, does, where did that come from? I mean, I feel like uh, a lot of Asian uh, food and Mexican go hand in hand. You know, they're very, uh, especially Korean. Uh, it's what we like to use a lot more. You mm-hmm. know, it's big on meats and stews and vegetables. Right. Uh, a lot of the spices are kind of similar. Uh, but I don't know, just growing up, you know, growing up being Mexican, but growing up in, in the United States, it's you go f- try different flavors that if you were in your own country, you know, it will take you a while to do it. Uh, yeah. Some of my best friends are Koreans, and and I in working in a Korean restaurant for a little bit, uh, washing dishes when I was a kid uh, in high school. That's kind of where I learned how to l- love those flavors. And uh, at the time that we opened the bite, there was a big uh, in the West Coast. There was a big uh, revolution of uh, fusion, where the you know the Korean tacos and, and the, the burritos taco and, and all, all that. that. Yeah. yeah, so. I wanted to bring that to Kansas City because nobody was doing it. So I didn't want to do fusion. I wanted to do maybe like the baby of it. Like it's it's a good blend where you're using cooking styles or ingredients or or, or, or some of the same tastes from each culture. So I want to kind of create its own flavor of, you know. So we got the bite. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bite style is what I like to you know say that we created. So. Yeah, and it's great. I love that place. Was there a specific moment that you realized, like, I'm, I want to be a chef. Like, this is what I want to do. I never wanted to be a chef. I never <laughs> wanted to cook. I never Whoops. wanted to work in a restaurant. <laughs> you know, it's just because I've been in the restaurant business. You know, I've seen my grandpa, my dad, and uh, growing up, you know, it, it's, it's very, very, very uh, hard business to be in. Uh, oh, yeah. So I never wanted to be. I went to college. I didn't like college, so I dropped out went back to cooking because it's it, it cooking comes easy for me uh and i don't know it's you know everybody says that you're born to do something i feel like i was born to cook because it's, it's just easy uh yeah. but i never wanted to just to work for somebody uh i i you know i wanted to work my way up and, and maybe have a business or something so that's that's kind of like when cooking started i, I before i saw cooking more as a job then uh, I got to work at Michael Smith's. In oh, really? Kansas City, yeah. yeah I, w- I worked there for a while. That's awesome. And that's when I learned that I can do cooking as, like, fell in love with cooking because it was different than every restaurant that I had worked before. You know, we got to work with different in, uh, ingredients, different kind of cuisine that I was used to, and I just tried to soak up as much as I could from, from the, you know, from the, my time there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy you said Michael Smith's because... Uh, my uncle worked for uh, 40 Sardines. Oh, cool. Uh, one of his spots. I think that was on the plaza. I can't remember exactly uh, where it was. It was in Leewood, wasn't it? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, 40 Sardines was in down south, I think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was like, I can't remember exactly where it was. But um, that's how my uncle knows Joe. 
and like all these other people that I've met that are chefs and stuff, they've all like, I feel like everybody's sort of passed through Michael Smith's kitchen yes. at one yeah, point. Yeah, I feel like uh, at least everybody that stayed in Kansas City has either gone to Michael Smith's or the American yeah. or Blue yeah. Stem. I mean, yeah. I think those are the three big institutions yeah. in Kansas City. Uh, then you have everybody else that, you know, it's creating their own, you know, and little empire of restaurants. But yeah. I feel like the Michael Smith, the American kind of, seals your deal <laughs> yeah yeah that's world, like, at yeah, least in Kansas good. City so. yeah that's wild did you attend culinary school at all or did you, did you just kind of uh, learn I, as you were going well I tried culinary school after I dropped out of college I went for one semester I didn't want to pay for I was already new and I feel like yeah. working in restaurants they were paying me to learn more stuff so I just I was like fuck it I'm just gonna go work from the bottom and and try to learn as much as I can so mm. yeah that's interesting I always like as People just assume, like, oh, they probably went to school for that. And it's like, no, yeah. they probably just worked all yeah. through. Like, they were like a dishwasher somewhere, and yeah. then they came up. So what was your first restaurant job? Oh, man. I think I was 15 years old. And no, no, no. Uh, my first restaurant job was the Rainforest Cafe. Oh, no. I was 16 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Uh, back yeah. in the day. That's that was, when you really know. That's when that's, I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I never want to do this. I just did it for money. Yeah. It was a summer job. Yeah. Uh, I still have nightmares about that. Uh, what, what were you doing there? I was a prep cook, uh, but I was the youngest out of everybody, and it was my first, so everybody just gave me the stuff that nobody wanted to do. And that summer, they were launching this coconut shrimp special. Mm. where anybody can add coconut shrimp for their thing. So I was making 20 trays of 60 each tray of coconut shrimp every day <laughs> and where you had to split them in half and dip it in different stuff. And it took you a, yeah, it was, it yeah. was ridiculous. Did yes. they know that they had like somebody who's probably a little too good for the rainforest cafe? No, somebody, I, I mean, yeah. there I was a piece of shit. <laughs> I was, you didn't quite have the yeah, napkin? I don't know. I don't know yeah. No, no, I, I really wanted to like, make sure those shrimps were perfect uh right i just didn't know that's what i was gonna end up doing for the rest of my life working at restaurants mm -hmm. but i feel like now it's not just more as working in restaurants it's more as owning restaurants and opening kind of the running the the you know little empire that i'm trying to do in kansas city of restaurants so that's awesome did you head chef or sous chef somewhere else before you opened the bite uh, let's see. We opened the bar in 2014. I was the yeah. I was managing the kitchen of Nikas back okay. in the day. Uh, there on South West Boulevard. Uh, that's how I opened my first restaurant. The owner there, we were we partnered up and we opened up this the bite. He was like, "Hey, I have this opportunity. Come up with a menu. Come up with a concept. I'll make you. Uh, you'll run the whole thing." So it just kind of fell in my lap, and you know I. Brian really helped out whenever we opened that restaurant, and now you know after bu buying all both of my partners out, it's it's all mine. So I really thank them for for you know they started this too. So what was your first? Do you remember the very first item you ever got on a menu? Oh, man, I can't remember. I mean, yeah. I, it's been a while. Uh, I think when I was seventeen, I worked at the Blue Moose Cafe in where's that place by Mission Area. Fairway. Okay. Is that Fairway or Prairie Village? Yeah, yeah, one of those, yeah, one of those cafe. things. Yeah. <laughs> I was a fry boy. Worst job ever. On Wednesday nights, they have like all-you-can-eat fish, uh, uh, fish and chips. Worst job ever. Uh, but no, we. Uh, I think I was 17, and they're like, the chef was not there. They needed a special, so I just kind of came up with something, and they loved it, that it, and it stayed on the menu like for probably a whole month. 
Yeah, yeah, that was pretty proud of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, f- I figured like most chefs will like be like, I remember yeah. like first one to be like, hey, I, now that's on the menu. I, I, I think got, it I did was something. a pasta. I don't even yeah. remember what. Yeah. I know it was a pasta <laughs> and it had salmon on it. And yeah. Yeah. I think I might have just taken like two things, put them together. And he's like, here, here's your special. But yeah, I, I, I remember it was that restaurant. That was also the first restaurant I got fired. Yeah, 17 year old yeah. me. It's like, they you got fired because it was too good, probably. I, I think it's because I was late a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, you, can do <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're, learned, you're bringing them business, that, yeah. and you know, now so. I own my own business, so I can come up whenever I want to. But there you go. All right, now these are questions that can be answered by both of you for sure. Uh, but this is a rundown of questions I'm, I'm gonna ask any chefs that I have on. Um, and because I'm always fascinated where they go to eat because, I mean, they could cook at home and cook something great, but they obviously have places that they, they like to go to eat. So uh, do you have a favorite barbecue spot? Oh, man, that's a problematic question. <laughs> I feel like anybody in Kansas City. And this is why. I do not like Kansas City style barbecue. Wow. I just said it right here. Wow. Yeah, I, like, I, I feel like it's too sweet. Them's yeah, mean fighting words, right? The sauces, the sauces for me are too sweet. That's that's my problem. With can, that's my problem with Kansas City barbecue. Right, I right. feel like our meats are really good, mm. and and I, I like more about North Carolina, little vinegar, little sweetness, mm. little spicy to it. Uh, but that's just my taste. Where's the um, Where's the mustard one from? Is that South Carolina? That's Carolina. So that's South Carolina. Carolina. Mustard, yeah, yeah. mustard yeah. base. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't really know. I mean, I like. I can't remember barbecue that I've eaten where I was like, ugh. Like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I just can't remember. I mean, I, okay, I'll say I've had uh, I've had Memphis barbecue before. And, yeah, and wasn't super impressed. Yeah, um, I will say like there is times where you know I've gone from tried barbecue in different cities, and I realize that we are, you know, kind of privileged to have sort of that KC sort of flavor because I've I've started to realize you know I try to get burn ins everywhere. They don't, you know, wouldn't have them. And, I mean, I don't have a specific spot, but, I mean, I do like Kansas City barbecue pretty much anywhere I go. Um, but I but I like I, I like Texas barbecue a lot, too. Ooh, like, I like Austin. I've had barbecue in Austin that I really, really, really like. Austin barbecue is pretty good. It's great. Uh-huh. There's there's this guy out uh, in Raytown, I think, called, and he does this thing called Harps Barbecue, and he does it out at Crane Brewing. Yes. But that's, he's, that's he's from barbecue. Texas. He's yeah, from Texas. I might have had that. That's yeah. A, I've heard it's That's a good amazing. barbecue. I yeah. feel like for Kansas City, my favorite place to go, it's LC's. Oh, I am yeah. an LC's I, guy. I just yeah. had LC's recently. I die by LC's. Yeah. LC's is for me, like, the most underrated barbecue in Kansas City. Uh, you know, I feel like the kinks in, Can- in barbecue in Kansas City are really overrated. Um, yeah. They cater to, you know, the people that want clean restaurants. Yeah. I want my barbecue with cobwebs. Yeah. Mm. And, I w- smoke wall- and smoke yeah. walls. Yeah. yeah, I want, yeah. I want, yeah. Like, people are like, oh, I'm going to go. What sucks is, like, down by Record Bar, there's really not anywhere to go except for Jack Stack. Right. So any musician that's like, oh, Kansas City barbecue, I should go to Jack Stack, right? Yeah. I'm like... Right. I mean, that's the only place you really have time to go eat. But right, right, right. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's a great representation of what Kansas City Barbecue yeah. is. Cause it's, it's a good place it's on the boulevard called Danny Edwards. Uh, okay. On Saturdays, they do a corn casserole. Mm. That's like one of my favorite di- side dishes, I think. Um, yeah. Danny, oh, Danny Edwards. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Danny Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they got good... Uh, Burn-ins. Burn-ins. Yeah. <laughs> Brisket is burn yeah. Yeah. I could, if I could get a burn-in just anywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I care where it's from as long as it's 
meat, I guess. Yeah, I think I used to be kind of a ribs guy, but now I'm I'm shifting more over to um, burnt ends. I yeah, think too much like work the, for ribs. Yeah, gotta, it's a little. Yeah, yeah it gets you gotta work. You gotta work for that meat. Yeah, it's yeah. real messy. Yeah, um, you don't got time. Do you guys have a favorite <laughs> pizza spot? Man, I love Johnny Joe's. Johnny Joe's the West Plaza. Yeah, I uh, that's like I don't go anywhere else that's where i always eat pizza mm. uh, it's this little small place you can get about the slides you can get a whole pizza but it's you know it's new york style mm. you go there especially if john is working it's it's like a show dinner and a show when john oh, is wow. working. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. good yeah. johnny joe's i'm johnny gonna need this i don't I think i have a favorite pizza spot i think that's another one where i'm like if it's, everything's gonna if be the, pretty if, fine is, if, is it melted is it yeah, is, yeah. The, is pepper like whenever i'd get a haircut you know, the barber pulls up the mirror. He's like, how do you like? I'm like, is it shorter? <laughs> I, I, I got to go. Yeah. I got I, things I, to do. Yeah. It's just short. Yeah, it's just as long shorter. as you didn't miss a spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no I mean, chunk missing. Yeah. And yeah. If it is missing, can you put it back? Yeah. Just like, glue it get back some on or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's just go. Give yeah. me some pizza. Um, I think my favorite pizza spot is probably Bellinopoli, the Italian place in Brookside. They do like like old school Italian style yeah. pizza. And it's freaking amazing. You had a last run? Kind of like El Lazaron style pizza. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like that. Uh, and I haven't been to El Lazaron yeah. yet. I need to do that. What's your favorite guilty pleasure food? So either that'd be fast food, chain that you don't want people to know that you eat at sometimes. Oh, man. Anything like that. What? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't know if it's guilty pleasure, but they just, I don't want people to know that I do this, but I just recently got caught. <laughs> and I tried and, and to, now you're about yeah, to share it with all I of us. I try to go. Yeah. Outside of areas that people know me, because <laughs> right. you know I don't I, I talk a lot of shit sometimes, so I don't yeah, want yeah. them to see me that I'm buying quick trip pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quick, trip pizza. Got quick trip pizza. Yeah, well, it's quick. a quick trip. Yeah, it's quick trip. It's a quick yeah. trip. It's a good yeah. pizza though. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I was out in Orlando. I stopped at a quick trip. I'm like, I'm really gonna try this quick trip pizza. Right. And well, it's good. <laughs> well, whatever. We'll go on like tour. We'll we'll be touring, and in that those are some guilty, some real guilty pleasure. I'm talking like whatever the gas station yeah. is selling gas and it doesn't food. and it doesn't even have to be like a, a nice gas station yeah. no, no, i mean no, no. Like, i know what you're saying you know that little weird little hot box that's got like an egg roll from two months ago yeah, when the, i'm eating the that hot dog yeah. that looks dry that you don't know if it's a hot dog or you're what not was sure yeah. but but you, but you know you're eating it yeah, yeah. it's like, got the gas got station a couple food little is, hot wings with guilty. maybe a hair or two mm-hmm. growing off it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's gonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't pull all the all the they feathers out of the wings. They didn't, like, yeah, oh. yeah. I say That's, gas station food is a guilty. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. the wings, the hot dogs, but specifically like those the quick trip pizza. Yeah, that's where I'm gaining the most weight is on tour. Is just, oh yeah, yeah. On, the, on the road, just hop in. You'll know if that's really chicken or not, but but it tastes good, man. They spray that chicken juice on it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Do you Eat all the soda machines? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have so this is a two-parter and this will be the second part will be mostly for uh, Carlos favorite family meal something a member of your family cooked and then the second part would be have you ever tried to recreate this dish at one of your restaurants hmm. man uh, my mom is a great cook so I don't try to recreate her food because I just don't want to you know, like I don't know disappoint myself it's like trying to remake the Goonies yeah yeah, yeah. don't yeah. do that so, uh, <laughs> but I do love pozole uh, she makes a great pozole. Uh, we do that at the restaurant at the bar. We have pozole every day. For those that who know don't know what pozole is, it's a soup made out of uh, dry chilies and hominy. And usually they put pork, chicken, whatever we do. Ours vegan. Uh, you can also add pork or mushrooms. 
Um, but yeah, that's like my go-to meal whenever I'm down, whenever I need a pick me up, you know, especially on cold days, like mm-hmm. a hot bowl of pozole, man. It's, it's really good. That's it. Yeah. My mom, she's also a really, really good cook. Um, she, you know, she's, she, she used to cook way more than she does now. You yeah. Know? And, uh, but she would, uh, she had, there's so many like memory meals that she would, you know, make and, she, uh, you know, I remember she went to like a little cooking school in like Tuscany once uh, with her and uh, and her brother, and she came back and was making every Italian dish under the sun that you could <laughs> possibly think of. In you know, making her own bread and making her own, you know, these Italian style pizzas or nice. pastas and all that. And yeah, it was all of that that whole month or two that was. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a good time. And, yeah. And, uh, and no, I have not tried to re- <laughs> recreate. <laughs> so I've tried to recreate yeah. the memory by asking her to make it again. Okay. So we're going on Sunday to Madison's mom's mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's do it, man. Yeah. Tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. She hasn't been doing it for a while. She's been doing the music thing. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have a favorite hidden gem? That's probably a spot that people don't know about that you that you love. In Kansas City, man, so many. It doesn't have to be here. It could be anywhere. But recently, I have fallen in love with New Orleans. Mm. Uh, food New Orleans I feel like there's nothing else out there like yeah. that oh, but yeah. uh, there is this, this sandwich shop and it's not really hidden because everybody knows about it but it's just like I step off the plane and I go there I want to go eat there it's called Turkey and the Wolf mm. it's the best sandwiches I ever eaten in my life <laughs> and I make sandwiches so, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> like, right. like it's one of those foods that you eat and you're just dreaming and thinking yeah. about when you're going to eat it next right, so, right like right. you know like that song that you're like who is singing this? Yeah, yeah. Who the is mo- doing this? The moment you take yeah. a bite, yeah, you're like, you take I, a bite, I already like, know uh, when I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get like chills and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it's a whole experience. Yeah. I, I, I went to Houston once and went to a food truck where a guy was making all of his own, you know, uh, authentic Mexican Mexican uh, street tacos, and and they were. Uh, that was the best taco I'd ever had in my life. And I don't know if that's Houston. I don't know if that's just that guy. I mean, I, I feel like you're going to find a lot of good Mexican food down south, but mm-hmm. they were just the best I'd ever what had. What kind of taco and was it? It was, uh, it was uh, like a carne asada sort okay. of uh, okay. yeah. street taco thing. And it was uh, – and uh, I think, I, I mean – I know I can't remember he had some dishes that I didn't know really what that what it was but we just got it anyway and uh it was it was right after a show and we kind of snuck out the back of the venue yeah, and yeah. just walked down the street and uh, went to this place it was the best meal I'd had that year but it, it was incredible that's awesome this is one that I thought of because I when I was just in LA uh, I just had like the best dining experience I've ever had so do you have a favorite restaurant and slash or dining experience uh man there's so many i feel like dining is an experience in itself so i think like but the one that i probably the one of the best ones that i want to you know just remember and i can think of each dish was we were in denver at this restaurant called uchi uh it's a japanese style restaurant and we did a 10 course tasting menu that each course was better as it progressed Mm. uh yeah i Nobody likes to go out to with me, go out to eat with me, because I say that I have negative things to say every time. Like, there was nothing negative. It was like I wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. I had every yeah. experience, you know, every emotion happening. It was yeah. like crying and, and happy and sad that it was almost over. Yeah. yeah. You're like so, the Gordon Ramsay when they go out, though. You're just like, this, I, is, yes, this is yeah, undercooked. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the times. It's a bit I'm, dry. 
yeah. people, people don't want to tell me where they went out to eat because I'm like, yeah, you, this is what happened when I was there. Right, right, yeah, right. right. Especially like my girlfriend is like, yeah, you should not go there. But then she goes and she's like, yeah, you were right. Oh, it was wow. very under. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a favorite dining experience, but I'll think of uh, – uh, like a not so good one. <laughs> I, I want to. I don't know why. I don't okay. know why. As soon as you said favorite dining experience, I wanted to think of one that wasn't I feel great. Like that's a good one. I, yeah, I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was just it, more of an experience. And my mom is a great cook, and so is her brother. And he came in from New York, and we, we were having Thanksgiving. And I do like the course meal style of meal, but they tried doing it doing it for Thanksgiving. In oh. your memory of Thanksgiving, your whole life is just you know diving your head in and they were trying to do this meal this court this this whole you know course meal and it was like it was like not enough turkey it was like not enough mass, mashed potatoes and they were like we're trying to do it real fancy and it's like thanksgiving is not the time to get elegant or fancy or anything and i remember like they started the whole meal out with like a gazpacho and i was like why and i was like and I, i'm thinking ooh, hot creamy like tomato soup it was just it was cold because gazpacho served cold and i was yep. I was like, uh, I think everyone was really confused, and uh, but they were trying to be fancy, man. And I was like, we're from Northern Independence; it's not the time to get fancy. <laughs> yeah, not Thanksgiving, that's for sure. Well, yeah. if yeah. you if you have like a, a chef in the family, though, like Thanksgiving is the is the day that is like you look for it. Like whenever right. my uncle was still living in town, that day we were all just we didn't eat anything the day before. Oh, yeah. We're mm-hmm. just we're gonna tear apart the entire kitchen because he's as like six burners going he's getting right just crazy stuff see, every I, see i'm the opposite i cooked all the time so i don't want to cook yeah you're like even I'm though good. i love thanksgiving yeah like i sit like, back yeah yeah and like growing up just you know like being mexican i never really had an american thanksgiving until i started dating mm-hmm. and i want a white people thanksgiving every mm-hmm. time i want thanksgiving like yeah and i i, I know i'm sorry yeah. but i want my like <laughs> i want my turkey i want yeah. my can my canned cranberry right. sauce and yeah like, yeah mashed potatoes that I don't know if they're in a box or not or you know if you like the white people Thanksgiving you should try the black people yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that's you know but like that's for me like what Thanksgiving is oh, yeah. yeah I love black people Thanksgiving I like uh, all Thanksgiving yeah, I don't yeah. Care. I'm just messing but with yeah <laughs> like I want I, I don't know what's on the table but I want to eat it yeah you know? I've, yeah, had, right. I've actually had good mashed potatoes out of a box before yeah. I've been like this oh, shouldn't yeah. be good oh yeah why is this good I like a lot of things that shouldn't be like um guilty pleasure uh really like uh subpar hotel coffee like a hotel i'm talking like the ho- the hotel where you know you walk right off the curb and you're yeah. in the hotel room yeah uh you know like a red roof in or yep. like a really like i'll that little thing that's in the bathroom or whatever uh, that takes only one cup and rainforest Co- cafe little <laughs> single pack of whatever yeah. I, I will make that thing every time yeah. and i'll be like oh i think i'm more proud of the fact I'm happy about that convenience and the fact that you can do it. I'm like, you actually can have this? I, I had my first frozen meal for the first time. Like, really? At the beginning of the year. Wow. It was an experience. I think it was delicious. Yeah. It was one of those hungry man frozen meals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just throw it in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. it was the best thing I ever the weird had. weird brownie. Yeah. That you're yeah. like, this yeah. isn't real. Yeah, yeah. Like, what it, is this? And you <laughs> like it more because you know it's just, it's 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 doing its best imitation of of what it wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, I'm a brownie. You're like, no, you're not. No, you're and, not and, and, and for that, I thank you, and I think you're scrumptious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did your job yeah. at that time. Who are you trying to be? Yeah. All right. Well, you, 
Well, you guys, you guys both told me you could talk movies and stand up all day. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of that. We'll do some quick questions here. People get 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 to know like what your taste is in movies. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. I know that's a tough question. It's it's a really tough one. Okay, one of them is The Green Mile, and mm, I, I've, I've always movie. loved that movie. Yeah. That was the the first rated R movie I ever saw in the theater whenever I was eleven years old, and. Uh, and, and, it, and it was like the first rated R movie that I kind of that I really understood from beginning to end and had like a dramatic emotional effect on me mm-hmm. and, you know, and just messed me up that movie. And then I really love There Will Be Blood. Um, I like Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, and there's probably some other little even more indie ones that are somewhere in there. But well, I got that. I got that. For the next question. So. Okay, my, okay, I'll, I'll hold off. Yeah, my, hold my, it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll save it for the podcast. There you go. My, my, bra- my brain, <laughs> my brain first thinks of there will be blood though a lot because I just love, yeah. I love how that movie kept growing on me and how I kept watching it, and uh, and it was uh, like I've seen it like uh, like twenty times. I like I I remember, I remember buying the DVD, so back whenever I was living in a house with my brother, somebody broke in our house stole all everything in our house and including my there will be blood dvd <laughs> and i went back and bought there will be blood again <laughs> i was like you can keep the television as long as i have the dvd yeah i, I think i messed myself up on that movie because i kept trying to watch it kind of late at night and so i kept falling asleep Can't and so it. i just yeah. like would try to pick it up again oh, yeah. and just like yeah. it just never felt right i ended yeah. up enjoying the master you never started a movie at 10 one. o'clock oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like the master uh, i did like than, i did like the master more that that movie uh I, I i do love that movie but it's that's a harder watch for me than uh than uh there will be blood though yeah yeah the master's great though that's a great movie i don't know if i watch the master for it's good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I'll put Philip it on my Se- list. Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P. and Joaquin Phoenix. Like Great. that's yeah. yeah. You're, it's yeah. Smooth. I think by the end of the ma- like, I think by the end of the master, I always felt there was information that was given and I missed it. Like yeah. I was like, where is this a religion? I didn't yeah. like. I felt like I didn't know. Yeah. Until way later in the film, so I had yeah. to go watch it again. I yeah. think I watched it about three or four times yeah. actually. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Soundtrack's great. I love the oh soundtrack. Oh my as well. gosh! Well, it's Johnny Greenwood, probably right. I doesn't think he, so. Doesn't use him for a lot of stuff, right? Mm. From uh, Radiohead, he used Johnny Greenwood on uh, "There Will Be Blood." I think because it's like the same yeah. kind of deal. Masters. Just that ominous music that makes you always think something really terrible is about to happen, and then it doesn't. Man, yeah, that that looks like a great movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah but same with like, uh, yeah. "Punch Drunk Love." Punch Drunk Love, that's yeah, a great one. Uh, I just recently love "Black Snake Moan." Black Snake. Oh, no. It's such a. I haven't seen people that. People forget right. about that movie. Uh, but I have not. <laughs> it's, well, like you tell people, and yeah, right. they're like, where was this movie my whole time? I think it's Craig a great Brewer, Craig S. Brewer, yes. the guy who came off of a. He did um, Hustle and Flow. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I saw Hustle and Flow, and I loved it so much that I, when Black Snake Moan came out, I was so excited for it. and I, uh, But I didn't get the same feeling no. that I got from Hustle and Flow, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I feel like I hustle and flow was almost like a feel good. Like I felt yeah. good for that from that movie. Black Snake Moan is just like, what the fuck is happening right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah, I gotta watch it again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's on Netflix right now. I feel yeah. like. Oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Watch Christina this, Ricci yeah. and uh, that's a weird Samuel. That's Jackson. a weird pair. Yeah, it has Samuel Jackson, Ricci, and it has uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, that's oh. right. Justin Timberlake is in that. The movie. early yeah. days of Timberlake. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. Uh, I like him. I like him. Do, do you have a favorite movie? Oh man, so I, I, I like the Shawshank Redemption just because oh, it's a movie yeah. that you know I don't really Two watch Stephen cable King TV. Ones. 
I feel like Green Mile yeah. is the sister movie to Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. It's, you yeah. Know, they were always on TV growing up or whenever yeah. I have cable. And it's a movie that you can pick up whatever it is and you know what's happening also. Because right. I watch it so many times. Yeah. Um, but Blade, any Blade movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Blade, even Trinity. Even Trinity, even though it was a terrible because <laughs> yeah. of uh, the ninja guy. Yeah. But I feel like it, it completes everything. I was know? recently listening to something that was, what was it? They were talking about how uh, Wesley Snipes always wanted to stay in character. Yeah. <laughs> So he's just well, Blade yeah. when he's just walking around. He's like in the bathroom at the urinal. Uh, he's like, I'm Blade. I'm like, I just can't imagine. He was the same thing on Demolition Man. He oh, always right. wanted to stay on character. What For was real? that guy's yeah. name? Something Phoenix? Phoenix. Marcus uh, Phoenix, is that it? No, the name. that's the... But uh, I, I was uh, recent to a podcast that Blade is the recent... It, Blade saved Marvel movies. Oh, did it really? Yeah, I can, yeah. I can see that. They're, they're the reason why Marvel is so big because they were on bankrupt or something. They were on their happening. way out. Yeah, on their way out. With uh, what, like X-Men stuff? or Before that. Because they did some really shitty movies before Blade. Like Elektra or something? <laughs> they did Daredevil. Daredevil. Electra, all that stuff. Oh. I remember loving Daredevil when it first came out like because of the age I was. Yeah. I was like, that's a great, great movie. Yeah. I was like, and Michael Clark Duncan, right? Green Mile. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's back. Uh, he's yeah. back. <laughs> he never really died. Are you on board for this new uh, reboot that will be coming in like a couple years with uh, Mahershal Ali as Blade? Hmm. There is a new one? Yeah. yeah. They, they, announced, they just oh, announced no. it like a uh, couple months ago. Yeah, yeah I, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, I'm so out of like th- what's happening sometimes. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. you're about I'm, to relive I'm, everything, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a yeah. big Wesley Snipes fan. Yeah, so. Mahershal Ali's incredible though. Yeah. That guy, I can like, as soon as you you hear his name, yeah, you could see he's like a Snipes. He could do yeah. that, you know, totally. but a little bit more of a method actor though, you know. Yeah. Uh, favorite unknown movie, uh, like a movie that you. No, most people probably haven't seen. There's this movie that has Christopher Walken's on. It's called Pool Hall Junkies. Oh. It is like uh, just a guy that's, you know, he's addicted to hustling in pool halls and kind of, you know, whole love, hustles his way up, got in trouble. It's a good movie. It's right. a, I own the DVD. I, it was one of those $5 gas station DVDs that yeah. I was driving. Right, and right, I bought right. I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this. And that was pretty good. Uh, I also like this. It's called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a great I movie. It has I love that. Yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Fat Val Kilmer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Gabe Perry. It, yeah, Gabe yeah. Perry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a great movie. Like, yeah, it's, did you yeah. see the Nice Guys? That was the same director. He, yeah. he made yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a great yeah, movie yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. got that whole Kiss Kiss Bang it's Bang. Vi- vibe. It feels just like it. Like yeah. as soon as it started, I was like. Yeah, 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 it's it's great, man. That's Ryan Gosling, right? Ryan Gosling yeah, yeah. and uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. So I like like those kind of old like nobody knows about movies, kind of weird. Right, what's happening? I, uh, I'm trying to think of what I like that no one knows. I don't know. I like I, like I think these are movies that people probably know, but just a lot like of times I mention it, people haven't seen them. Uh, Enemy is a movie I really Enemy's love. Great. I yep. watch that one over and over again. And uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal, the whole doppelganger thing. And um, by the guy who did um, Prisoners, and he just did something. Yeah, else. Denis Villeneuve. He just yeah. he did um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, also he's done movies like uh, On Sunday. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't think so. That's uh yes, I got one. <laughs> I <Yeah>. got one. <laughs> he did uh, on Sunday, and then he did one called uh, Polytechnique in. Uh, 
it was like a school shooting sort of movie um hmm. but it was really these are like really emotional like deep movies it's like Denis Villeneuve's like earlier sort of catalog yeah but uh if you go back like he's he's made incredible stuff for a long time and I also really love uh, Under the Skin that I know a lot of people don't really love. Do you know that one? That's is that that that's the one uh, with um That's Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, she's an alien. Yeah, yeah, she's an alien and uh you know, she's like preying on men in Scotland. Yeah. And uh first time I saw that movie, uh I didn't like I didn't really know what to think, but I it was just had like a beautiful feeling at the end. But I've seen it many, many times and it's just it's uh it I the whole Scott like this rural Scotland sort of uh, visual and cinematography and everything. It's very Stanley Kubrick esque. Yeah, it's uh, that's a great movie. I I say go watch that one yeah. to anyone. I always get that one when you brought it up because I wanted to make sure it was the right one. I always get that one and the skin I live in. Great movie. Confused. Yeah, it's a great uh, movie. Neil Smith recommended so that one to me. The skin I live in. It's freaking insane. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it's. It was, I think it was nominated for like Academy Awards and stuff. Was it really? I th- yeah, because it was like that's where I started seeing it, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I watched the movie, and I was like, "Jesus right. Christ!" Yeah. Oh, like, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, crazy. It's a movie I just watched, a real indie movie that I that I loved. That I, it was one of my favorite movies this year. It was called The Nightingale. Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, directed by Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook. Yeah, and uh, this uh, it was um, yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the guy in that? I I don't know any of these names. He looks familiar. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But go, go ahead. <laughs> that but that movie was uh, it's one of the most brutal films, hard to watch movies that I've seen in a long time. But it was beautiful at the same time. Good. Oh, okay. This is not what I thought it was. Yeah. Writer and director of the Babadook, uh, oh. mythic and gripping a his- historical revenge tale of shattering beauty and hard earned car- or hard earned grace. Yeah, it's like hmm. a, it's sort of like a revenge. Uh, it's like a revenge story during like the time of like the you know colonization of uh, Australia, like the English colonization, and like uh, sort of like the you know uh, you know all of basically like slave and genocidal you know uh, methods with the Aboriginals at that time. Yeah, and it was uh, and it's pretty. Yeah, it's a revenge tale in uh, a woman who takes like an Abor- an Aboriginal man to go and. Um, you know, find some people that did a ho- horrific thing to her, and it's, uh, dude, it was, yeah, it was breathtaking, man. Wow, yeah, yeah I need to, I need to. Wa- that's that's definitely one I need to check out. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite actor? Man, man I I don't know. I like Danny Trejo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. It's, You know, just because his story of you know came out, got himself out of the hood, went to jail, and then you know late in his life he became this icon yeah oh yeah you know that's that's i wanted to go to trejo's tacos while i was out there and Mm. went and just couldn't didn't end up making it there but he had a huge effect no don't (laughs) oh don't go there that's hilarious your girlfriend's right you don't like anybody's restaurant not even your movie heroes trejo talk he's stick to movies pal trejo yeah (laughs) stick with movies stay with with saving people out of cars yeah i was about to say he's a real life hero now i i he had a huge effect on me when i saw him in desperado as a kid because i I couldn't believe that there was a guy who just could throw (laughs) throw that opening scene of desperado like the first time I saw it, I was just like, "This is something else that I right. just don't like." This is so great. Right, and I just right. feel like uh, from representation is like seeing, uh, you know, that he plays not just gangbangers; he's now playing superheroes oh, and yeah. others, other stuff. It's it's a good, 
good feeling, at least for me. You know? He does a lot of indie roles yeah. too. Like he does some dramatic stuff, I think. And, yeah, uh, he does all a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just saw one that he was with Danny Glover. It was oh, Danny badass. Glover and Danny Trejo. Mm, yeah, yeah. They were, it's called Badass, and then there was one called it. Badass Two. Is it the sequel? Is it the sequel to Badass? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, would you say favorite favorite uh, actor? Actor, I don't know. I like any actor, any of these actors you've been seeing who uh, are a little bit crazy off, you know camera you that's why they got joaquin phoenix for the oh. joker because you know he's got a crazy he's had a crazy life i love it and um and i like these people that have that bring that level of um they're kind of disturbed people already mm-hmm. and they bring it they know how to put that into their craft into yeah. their art and uh kind of like a you know like a ben foster or even uh, now ben like foster. shia labeouf you know this kid is uh you know he went off the rails and people you know make you know make fun of him but um that guy, he, I think he's going to be, you know, he already put out that movie that you mentioned that you saw. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw Peanut Butter Falcon recently. Pe- Peanut Butter Falcon. I think he's going to keep doing it's like, more. It's amazing. He's going to be like a Joaquin, I think. Yeah. He's going to start bringing his crazy to the films. And I'll just skip ahead to this since we're already on the topic. Oh. But people are <laughs> sleeping on Shia LaBeouf because yeah. oh yeah you watch like this movie that has shot in kansas city uh, i did american, american honey, honey. American yeah. honey. Yeah. yeah that was a good film. i didn't it's end up see, i need i do yeah. need to see that i know it's on netflix and stuff like that it's a little long yeah. but it's good <laughs> i need to see that uh but he was in a movie uh when he was younger called the guide to recognizing your saints mm. that's incredible it's produced by robert downey jr he's oh, in wow. it rosario dawson's in it but it's like about these kids growing up in um queens in the 80s and it is fucking amazing it's like really? street okay. like street kid like uh coming of age and it's about this this kid named dito montel and it's a, based on a book written by dito montel uh-huh. directed by dito montel oh wow so it is like it's just so like hard-hitting it's as autobiographical and, like, as it it's can super get. brutal like when he did when shy did his um like me watching all my movies thing right like while he's watching that movie he's like jumping and like crying because it's like so intense but um and it was like the first time i was like man shia labeouf and channing tatum are actually good actors yeah i was like i was like i mean channing just went on to do a bunch of like dance movies and a bunch of shit like that but he has like some serious talent yeah oh he did do fox Fox yeah yeah Yeah. and then he's got that honey boy thing coming which is like his like autobiographical story and he's playing his own father totally you're going some places yeah i think that these are people that are bringing a real level of crazy to their roles and including um you know like i mean like daniel day lewis you know like everybody loves that guy and uh who is um there's somebody else i was just thinking of uh recently uh i can't remember for the life of me but anybody who brings that crazy though to the to the role i i'm i'm on board because you're they they know how to get there, you know. They I'm know a how big to Sam Rockwell guy too. He seems he's like a little Sam's off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything Def- that he does, I'm like, yeah, I'll see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you see that movie he did? Choke. Yeah, yeah. I um I didn't see the whole thing, but my uncle's in that movie actually. Oh really? Yeah. He's he's in the uh, the group circle that they do. Yeah. Uh, he's like running the the therapy the sex circle. therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's um. He, my uncle's like my mom's brother is an actor from The Wire. His name's Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Did you ever watch The Wire? I don't think I've ever seen The Wire. I've seen, I remember, like, people being like, you have to go watch The Wire. Yeah. And then I started it, and then I was kind of like, eh. Right, right. like, the first couple episodes, yeah. it didn't grab me, and then it's, I just kind of moved on. It's a lot. Yeah. You have to commit to it. It starts slow, I feel yeah. like. What was his name? 
Isaiah Whitlock Jr. He played uh, Senator Clay Davis in uh, The Wire. He was like Whitlock. known for like his catchphrase of just going shit. He'd like carry it out like that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he'd carry it out, and then it was uh, it became like a big thing. But uh, oh, he, Isaiah Whitlock. Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. been in lots of movies here and there. Like uh, he was in uh, God Cedar Rapids. You ever see that? Yes. Okay, so uh, I was just about to say Cedar Rapids because he he goes, yeah. oh, I watch The Wire. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of The Wire. I always keep. I always keep one in the chamber <laughs> yeah. in case you case pond, y'all ponder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Scene is so great. It's like, I always keep one in the. He's like, what yeah. did they say? Uh, I'm straight up gangster. <laughs> yeah. <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like, How'd yeah. you do that? Exactly. His name I was. The uh, wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that HBO yeah. program, yeah, the, the Wire. The yeah. program. <laughs> he, uh, he's, uh, he's something else, man. Uh, yeah. In uh, incredible actor. And yeah. I used to that. He got me, like watching him made me also like fall in love with movies whenever i'd go to the he was in 25th hour and i'd go like we went like as a family to go see him on the big screen you know in the spike lee movie yeah yeah and he's got a new spike uh, lee movie coming out actually called defive bloods oh cool and it's um it's uh it's with him and uh chadwick boseman and uh oh cool it's another spike lee movie yeah yeah oh yeah but uh that's gonna be i don't know i think it's gonna be on netflix though it's uh that's cool yeah i loved black Klansman. i thought was like Spike's best thing he's ever done. But he's I in, also, he's I also in that liked, movie. Yeah, I also yeah. liked uh, what's that movie? Uh, the Miracle at uh, oh. Santa Ana or Saint Ana. Miracle or at Saint Ana. Or something. Yeah, it's like the, a it's the a, Buffalo a, Soldiers. Yeah, it's a war movie. That's it's a fucking amazing. I love that movie, man. <laughs> yeah. I was so it's so good. Yeah, that's an uh, that's an underrated movie. Yeah, just writing down movies over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess <laughs> I need to you get catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite actress. Favorite. You said act. Actress. Oh, actress. Let's see, is that word still acceptable? <laughs> I know. Well, I wanted. I wanted <laughs> to just put. Fa- I just wanted to put favorite actor, <laughs> yeah. but no, then I, I thought that would get confusing, and I. Female yeah. actor, male actor. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. Favorite female actor. I mean, obviously, Kate Blanchett's really great. Um, she's somebody who brings a little bit of crazy, I think, oh, to yeah. a lot of roles. And um, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. Oh, man, I'm trying to think what's. Well, right now, I like. Are we all just sexist right now? No, <laughs> yes. no. I, I, I was like, like trying to break it down too, and I was like, "What's something recently that?" Just but I know like, I have. I like for what she's doing. I, I, you know, um, Eva Longoria mm. is, you know, like I feel it's more of what she's doing now with, with the with the spot that she's put on is she has her own production company. Oh, she's and, doing that soap that like soap opera. Yeah, she's thing. she's bringing that. Well, she's bringing out a lot of like. Latino cast yeah. and to represent, and that's what she like. You know, she did with Dora the Explorer, yeah. and uh, right. she's doing this story of the guy that invented hot Cheetos. She's bringing <laughs> that. Oh, she's wow. making a movie about that, and then she has a bunch need, of different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an original movie. Yeah, it's not a great. remake like everything yeah. that is coming out right that's now. True. Yeah, that's totally. Uh, so just for what she's doing, I think you know, actress. I think she's okay. There's better actor like you know, uh, Alien chick. What's her name? She's an alien, original alien. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver is yeah, one of you know, I just saw a movie which she was in it. I just can't remember what's the name of it. I just like saw something that I was super moved by, and I can't. I can. You know a role I really liked that a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people even cared about because they said her voice was weird in it. Was Natalie Portman and Jackie? Have you oh, seen yeah, the movie yeah, Jackie? Yeah. I, I love that movie. A lot of people didn't love it, but I had uh, Michael Levy was doing the score in it, and the music was incredible. And it was the same lady who did the music for Under the Skin, yeah. uh, Michael Levy. And, uh, and that's another one, Scarlett Johansson. You know, she's done... Scarlett's great, man. She's done, like, these dramatic, 
indie roles that are incredible. Lost in Translation. She, yeah, yeah she's, she's incredible in that. And she's in this new uh, Jojo the Rabbit movie. Um, oh, I think it's I'm with uh, all Taika about Waititi because I, I love yeah. Taika Waititi as well. Yeah. And she looks like she's doing incredible in that one too. Yeah, yeah. Jo- um, Jojo's going to be a little controversial, let's say. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I it's think a it's satire. Yeah, it's yeah. a satire, but I think great. people are going to like it. I, I, I'm. Anything Taka does, I'm I'm in for. So yeah. And what's her name from a Hateful Eight? Uh, she's been acting forever. Um, uh, which one? The uh, the one that the Tarantino um, one. Uh, yeah, but is she the one that uh, she gets she gets punched out of the carriage? Yeah, the oh main. God. She's from Single White Female, and uh, she is amazing. She's um, the first thing I remember seeing her in was a movie called The Jacket with Adrian Brody. She's like the oh one yeah, that yeah. like keeps helping forgot, him. Forgot along. all about that movie. Yeah. Um, have you guys watched The Widows? Yeah, yeah, with Viola Davis. Viola and Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah. She's such Viola's, a Viola's. She's up yeah. there for me. She's incredible. Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, she yeah, used to freak amazing. me out because of uh, uh, because of single white female. She yeah. was crazy in that movie. Yeah, man. Viola Davis is amazing. Octavia Spencer uh, is is incredible. She, um, did she have a current like a scary movie? Ma. Ma. She had a movie Ma. that just came out. Oh, that's yeah. right. I haven't oh. seen it yet, but uh, I keep hearing it's great. Really? Yeah. It, I need to check that out. Uh, it has like low Rotten Tomatoes, which people base that. But right, I right, right. I feel like I like to see the fifteen Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Those are my favorite yeah. movies. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the one I couldn't think of is Amy Adams. Uh, oh yeah. I love her in Arrival. She does and, so. And she was in the so Master. In and she's yeah. in the Master. She is. Yeah. She's she's fantastic. I love her. I feel like there's some, some incredible actresses that we're not thinking of. Oh, right totally. Now. Like some really. Like we're gonna think about it hours later yeah and be like oh shit yeah, exactly like, <laughs> on the movie exactly. us what's the lady's name oh there? she's what? lupita she, nyong'o yeah black panther us i've been she she's was in, great on both us, of those us us was super impressive i loved us i love uh jordan peele's stuff right now he's, yeah. he's doing incredible yeah, I, stuff. yeah i really hope he just keeps coming yeah. and coming yeah man that it's whole great. genre that thriller sort of uh uh twilight zone genre of movies and that's what enemy was to me yeah it was like a it was like a twilight zone sort of uh genre of, of a movie but uh yeah i'm i'm uh, like i'm i can watch those forever though do you uh speaking of uh Drumfield, do you have a favorite director it would be probably uh maybe paul thomas anderson mm-hmm. i liked inherent vice a lot inherent but that's vice like one of the ones great. that they just don't talk about ever when yeah. they bring up his movies i'm like yeah it's a fun movie it's a weird movie yeah it's so it's <laughs> labyrinthian you know you gotta yeah. really follow it yeah and uh, his movies are great in um, uh, in those Denis Villeneuve movies. And then uh, and, you know Tarantino. I mean, like I, yeah. people, some people don't don't love the stuff he does. I think it's he's a classic. Uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez, same oh, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Right. exactly. Um, I just watched uh, Alita, actually, like last oh, week. Oh, really? Was uh, it good? Yeah. It was pretty good. Like, okay. there's parts of it that are like, man, this is like che- cheesy teenager movie. Mm-hmm. But like, once they get into the world building and like the the action and stuff it's mm. amazing but oh there's yeah, like, yeah there's like little parts that are just man this is kind of cheesy right know. right this is do you like uh four rooms did you like four rooms four rooms was all right he, his uh, i like the i like the last uh the last one's incredible that's the best the tarantino one, yeah, one. Yeah. and the one right before it's r- 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 the last two are really good the, yeah the one that he did with uh antonio banderas was yeah, uh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is really good. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guillermo. I mean, just like the cinematography of everything that he brings is just oh, yeah. beautiful. Which reminds me of uh, another actress I really love is uh, the lead actor from uh, Shape of Water. Uh, oh, 
Oh yeah. Um, what's her name again? Uh, God. And see, I'm just having a day like that. Yeah. <laughs> but she was in Blue Jasmine. That was the first place I had seen her with uh, Kate Blanchett. But she's incredible. Sally Hawkins. Sally yes. Hawkins. Yeah. She was great. In that I movie. love Sally Hawkins. And that's another Octavia Spencer is in that one too. That's uh, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah, that's friend. her friend. Yeah, she. I love Sally Hawkins. She was in, uh, you know, in Blue Jasmine, the Woody Allen movie, where she's like married to like Andrew Dice Clay mm-hmm. in that movie, and she was incredible. And then she, uh, she's also uh, she was in this movie called Maudie with uh, Ethan Hawke, and. It's about like this woman who's like a true life story of this woman who, who was a painter and she had like uh, sort of multiple sclerosis and um, she lived in this you know Nova Scotia town with uh, this kind of abusive sort of uh, husband type huh. starts off by being like basically a helping hand to him in a house that you could barely fit in you know physically you could barely it's the tiniest hmm. thing ever and that I love that movie man it was uh, it Maddie. was it was that was a beautiful one. But um, uh, also in Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. The new one. The newer ones. I haven't seen it, man. Oh, that's right. She died. She. She's, she's one of the, the doctors. One. Yeah, she yeah. is right at the beginning. She's oh, th- married to uh, Brian I th- Cranston. I thought you said she died. Wait. Well, she dies at the wait at the beginning. Sally Hawkins. Yeah, doesn't she? That's not Sally wait, Hawkins. Wait, wait. That's not. No. Are you? <laughs> I know who you're thinking of. That's uh, you're thinking of the one from 2014 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, that's not Sally Hawkins. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but it's. Um, Somebody. It, it is a uh, yeah. I'm not sure who that Spoilers was. Spoilers for that Spoilers, movie that's been yeah. out for spoiler yeah for a long time. Yeah, I just watched it like last week. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's a good feel good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, do you have a? Do you guys have a favorite genre of movies? Mm. Yeah, I like a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, you know, because you got your movies that make you feel good. Because your comedies or stuff that you used to watch when you were younger. Yeah. I, I, I just watched Dodgeball. Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. used to watch that when I was a kid all the time. I mean, that genre of movies, I feel like, when we were in high school, Dodgeball, uh, what's the, you know, Anchorman and right. all of those. It's stuff just stuff coming that, up, yeah. Right, right. You're not really, we. there's not a lot of that, like, PG-13 sort of comedy, that Starsky and Hutch sort of. Yeah. We don't really have that anymore. No. It's kind of, um, it's you R know, it's, it's, it's a hard R movies. That's what's getting people really... Uh, excited sort of in comedy yeah which is uh, which is cool but it makes you wonder if you're if we're gonna have that sort of that flow of uh, just those real ridiculous sort of the w- I think it, I think it happens a lot with certain actors that come up yeah in the industry you know you got like Will Ferrell and then like the crew around Will Ferrell in um, coming out with those anchorman and uh, you know Starsky and Hutch sort of stuff yeah, yeah I really like Vince Vaughn like I feel yeah. like in that area area of, uh, of the time he was like in every movie yeah, he was and in every now movie. nobody yeah. knows where he is like, he did, uh, he did yeah. so he did a movie well he's doing like yeah. he dragged did, across concrete yeah he did dragged across concrete uh, which I'm assuming is going to be good I haven't it's weird, watched it's a weird movie uh, Cell Block uh, 99 oh my or whatever. gosh! But he, it's can we like talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's on Amazon, and I yeah. still haven't watched. I it. just watched one where he was in a wrestling. It was a, a wrestling movie with a family. It has the guy from oh, uh, uh, what movie is Shawshank, that? the the Shaun of the Dead, uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, the right? bigger guy from no, Shaun of the Dead, Nick Frost. Oh yeah, um, what is it called? It's like. Uh, oh, that's a great with movie. The family, it's a, wrestling, it's a wrestling, with the family. wrestling. It's wrestling with my family. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. I saw that. It's a very like you know family-oriented mm-hmm. movie. That it's a good drama, too. Mm-hmm. You don't get it out anyway. You either have remakes of something 
and all these other weird shit that yeah. is coming out. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought um, uh, you need to see Brawl and Subblot. I did. And just yeah. tell me what you Brawl. what you think about that. Watch that and then like just like message me. Yeah, because this guy it, has done like he did it's, Bone it's, Tomahawk, which is like a western. Oh, have and, you seen that one? No. Oh man, this is this guy's name is uh, Zoller or something or yeah. what's some maybe another something S. Let me look it up here. Uh, I forget this guy's name. I have I don't think I've watched any of them, but Craig people S. keep Zoller talking about something them. Like that, or S. Craig Zoller. Yeah, Kurt yeah, Kurt Craig Russell Zoller. and Patrick Wilson are in Bone Tomahawk. Bone S. Tomahawk. Craig Zoller. S. Craig Zoller. Bone Tomahawk was. Uh, is like just a really really gritty western and um he does this weird thing the director where he uh goes into the horror genre just when you're not really ready for it and in in that and it has such a weird impact on you because you're seeing images that you feel like you shouldn't be seeing in that genre and it makes it more uh impactful that movie was uh was incredible and then also he did uh that brawl and sell blood 99 which is like an old 70s exploitation sort of sort of movie pretty yeah, much and then dragged across crime Crete looks similar to that and right. it's mel gibson and vince vaughn uh michael michael john white <laughs> it jennifer funny, carpenter yeah. like, mel gibson and vince vaughn don johnson like it's just it's yeah. like but it's like definitely like he he makes like kind of exploitation from that movies. same kind of right. genre i did i did just watch on amazon uh, a shot collar Oh, that's a great! I saw that one. Yeah, it uh, it was interesting movie. Like just the turn that it took and right, know. right. That's the dude from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the yeah. Nikolai Costa yes. Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. yeah that was an interesting movie that I just recently watched mm. too. Uh, Have you guys uh, seen anything lately, like in theaters or like on uh, Amazon or whatever Netflix that you were like super interested in or, or wanted to possibly dig into at all? I saw Ready or Not recently. Oh, okay. That and that's a that's a horror flick, right? Yeah, it's like a dark comedy sort of horror flick, and uh, about the girl who has to play hide and go seek with a family that she's about to marry into, and uh, if she loses at hide and go seek, uh, she dies. They they catch her and you know apparently sacrifice her or something, but um, so she's basically spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I promise. That's, that's in the that's in the trailer. Yeah, that's, that's in the trailer. trailer. <laughs> I, I spoiled the trailer for you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Damn! Oh, I was looking forward to watching that trailer. That's the only thing I watch nowadays. Yeah, trailer is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, that was a great movie, but the newest that plus uh, the Nightingale. Well, those are the only two ones I just saw. Where'd you see Nightingale at? At Screenland Armor. Nice. Had to make a little little trip <laughs> to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, I uh, recently watched Arizona? Oh yeah. Uh, Arizona. It has. Uh, I was uh, thinking of raising Arizona. No. No. What's his? He said. Uh, let me let me think. Hold on. What was his name? Um, it's a dark comedy uh-huh. about the house crisis in Arizona. This guy's. Uh, I've heard of this. Oh, Danny, yeah. Danny, Danny McBride. McBride. Yeah. Danny McBride. I can never remember his name. Was it? Good? I want to call it. Oh, I, it was. It was good. Luke nice. Wilson. Yeah. It was the the cast in it was great. Uh, I I thought it was gonna be more comedy. Uh huh. But it actually turns out really dark, dark comedy. Oh like, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a good it's hmm. a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Danny McBride right, too. Yeah. Dude's funny. He, yeah. just, he just started a new show on HBO too. That is really Jim's yeah. It's it's good so far. Yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's good so far. I just started watching it last night, and I'm in the two two episodes. It's it's nice, good, man. Um, it's yeah, good. it's a, it's all about like a sort of corrupt like preacher family where like right, everybody right. they're just making tons of money and like. <laughs> 
private jets and all that. Who else is in that one with him? Uh, John Goodman is in it. John, John Goodman, Goodman is yeah. the dad. Uh, the guy from Workaholics, Adam Devine, or Adam. Yeah, Morris. Adam Devi- uh, Divine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of John Goodman, that's another great director. Walt- the Coen Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Forgot to mention them. And uh, Goggins, Walt- Walter Goggins. Walt- Walton. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Uh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Justified and Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is uh, also in that show. It's funny. It's good. I very much enjoy that show so far. What's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? No Country for Old Men. Nice. For sure. That movie, I remember seeing it, so we went with friends, and uh, it was like in college, and one week we went to see I Am Legend, and the next week we went and saw No Country for Old Men, (laughs) and I remember one of the girls (laughs) sat... uh, Did you compare? How did it hold up against I Am Legend? uh, you know, they were both. I enjoyed both those movies quite a bit. But as soon as we sat down in the theater for No Country for Old Men, yeah. one of the girls leans over to me and goes, "If a dog dies in this movie, oh, I'm gonna be so no. pissed off." And I was like, "Oh no, no, no! It should, we should be fine. We should Spoiler be fine. alert! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's about to watch I Am Legend. They all looked at me, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, that's sorry. hilarious, uh, man." But yeah. yeah, I remember like at the end. Doesn't matter of, about the people, just yeah. as long as there's yeah. no. And there is a dead dog in. In no country for old when they comes running at him and he shoots it. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what she like looks at me and looks like. Ah, sorry, I didn't oh, know it was coming. <laughs> that's, that's what you're trying to tell me. So yeah, it did happen. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, what she's that's around. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, they even shot yeah. the dog. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember being mad at the end of the movie. Like theater, it ended, and I was like, God damn it, that's not how I wanted that to end at right. all. Right. And right. then like a day later, I was like, that movie is brilliant. Right, right. Like, I had to, like, go and, like, think about it. It makes yeah. you, yeah, it takes a left when you're hoping it, it wouldn't. He, they do that with a lot of their movies, too. Yeah. A lot of, uh, like, Burn After Reading's kind of weird. I a, love a Burn lot After of those, Reading. A lot that of those. So yeah, good. yeah. I, uh, Hail Caesar. Have you guys that's watched that? That's a weird. I've seen that a year. I'm still, yeah, I watched it twice, and I still need to watch it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch it. I, I like the uh, the movie that they did on Netflix. Like, the one that was, like, I all the little. Uh, Tom Waits is in it. What's it called? Ballad of Ballad uh, of Buster Scruggs. Ballad of yes. Buster Scruggs. Oh, the Tom yeah. Waits one's really Tom good. Tom Waits is in it, and he's incredible, man. I love I love his acting too. Yeah, Tom Waits. I just saw uh, one of the movies I just saw was The Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch movie. I love Jim Jarmusch movies. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Though. It's uh, it's so it's so odd. It's right. just so weird. Uh, but Waits is in it. There's so many people in that movie. Selena what? Gomez is in that movie. Oh yeah, uh, Adam Driver, and Bill Murray. And, uh, what, uh, what, that kind of goes into another one of my uh, movies that. I feel like a lot of people don't really maybe talk about, which is uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. Oh, yeah, and that's the vampire movie. I don't know many people that talk about uh, Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I, I watched, that's one I watched over and over again because it just gets into a dark sort of, uh, you know, you watch that one really late at night. It gets into just, it's the whole movie's dark because they can't, you know, really yeah. go out. So it, it feels like um, people that are just bored and want to kind of get in a car and drive around and figure out what to do. Yeah. Listening to records, reading old books and everything, and... Uh, in a lot of like kind of deep conversations in that movie is a it's kind of a hangout movie a little bit you yeah. know but just really late at night and yeah. i love that movie yeah there, there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall in dead don't die where you're kind of like oh really weird like that's a weird way to do that <laughs> he doesn't do that often i know it's just like everything's very dry and just like right. kind of weird humor but right right i was like I remember uh, we were watching it last night, and uh, I was talking to Devin, and I was like, yeah, all of his movies are kind of weird. Right. She's like, what did he do? I was like, he did Ghost Dog with oh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, Ghost Dog, yeah, man. Uh, that's Samurai uh, movie, but he's Isn't it like Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang doing the music Yeah, RZA, <laughs> Ghost Dog? Yeah, RZA did that. And RZA's yeah. in this movie. Uh, mm. He works for Wu-PS. 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many breaking of the fourth wall. What's the uh, PS? Yeah. Dude, uh, <laughs> what is just like Jim, Jim Jarmusch yeah. and uh and he's got his guys, right? Coffee yeah. and cigarettes. Yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. The Bill Murray and the Rizza and Jizza scene yeah. where they're Hey man, ain't you Bill Murray, man? Yeah. Like I, I can watch that over I can watch that over and over. Bill ghost busting ass Murray. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Who you gonna call? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, what else? He's done a bunch. He did that Broken Flowers movie with, with Bill. Well, he um, also did Patterson, which is a great movie. Did yeah. you like Patterson? I, I don't think I've seen Patterson. That's Adam Driver. That's a just came out. That's his, I think, one before this one, The Dead Don't Die. Okay. It's a great movie. I need it's, to check uh, that out. Yeah. I like Adam Driver a lot. Yeah, yeah he's great in this. He did that. Uh, what's that? Scorsese movie where they're the uh, priests that are going over to Japan and they're trying to convert uh, uh, Silence. Yeah, or is it called Silence? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a great Andrew, movie. Uh, Andrew Garfield and it's a, just a wild movie. That was kind of like a weird Scorsese movie to put out because I think yeah. people were kind of waiting for like this uh, this uh, Frank Sinatra Leonardo DiCaprio playing Frank Sinatra sort of movie to come out. And then he was like, "Here's silence." Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I've been like working on this three-hour yeah. three-hour film for twenty years. Watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, that was that's that's what a Scorsese does. That's yeah, yeah. That, that's that style. But doesn't he have a new one, The Irishman, coming out? The Irishman. It's three hours and fifteen minutes long, or no, something like that. No, it's not. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's all Netflix, right? On Netflix, yeah. Is that is that where we're leading now? Like three-hour movies, like. Mm. We should, well, I, I mean, like, I mean that like, should be our new conversation. Yeah. What do you? Th- what's your favorite <laughs> three, yeah, three, three hour, hour movie, three yeah. hours and over movies? Yeah. I well now I have to look this up because I don't know how long Zodiac is. That's a great movie. But that movie with people I went to go see it in theaters. Zodiac, with, like Jake Gyllenhaal Zodiac. Movie? Yeah, yeah, that was a great movie. I don't know how long that is. I need to look it up. Uh, but they, uh, I remember people being like, "That was so long," and I was like, the entire time I was on the edge of my seat. It was right. two hours and thirty minutes. Oh, okay. but I was like, the entire movie I was just like glued to the screen like could not take my eyes off of I, I liked it a lot more the older I got when yeah. I was a little younger I watched it and, uh, and I, I felt it was dragging yeah but uh, but I also realized I feel things are dragging whenever I don't fully pay attention yeah if I'm not paying attention then I, I of course it's going to feel like it's dragging, dragging but yeah. I got a little bit older started to know exactly what was happening and I was yeah. like oh this movie's it's kind of brilliant yeah which is another great director yeah um, and his is, show Mindhunter is amazing what's his name again uh I, I, I feel like I always have to know these names. Uh, yeah, and, I and I and I, I know, know his I'm, name, I'm David Fincher. David Fincher. David God Fincher. He's right there. <laughs> but isn't it like as you got older, grow up, and it's like you start seeing other things than just the story, like everything else that's how it relates to yeah, you, yeah, to your memories yeah. and experiences. So yeah, I yeah I feel like when you know I, as I get older, I appreciate it better. You know, I, I more for also like the lighting, the the way that the picture that it looks on that. TV, you know, especially different, different lighting, different pictures is what I'm starting to recognize too. Yeah, on movies. And yeah, most definitely. I I notice like because uh, what you're saying about like experiences and how it changes your perception of of really just art in general, how you how you uh, connect with art. Like I, uh, you know, you start like I would realize that if I watch a movie and it's really depraved or something really crazy happens. You know, um, I know I'm probably not always going to be able to appreciate it the same way. Mm-hmm. It's going to change as yeah. I get older. You know, you lose somebody close to you or something like that. And maybe now whenever you watch movies like that, you're hoping that that character doesn't get killed off. Or you're hoping that and it has more of an effect on you. Yeah. And, um, beca- and, and it's, it's interesting how, uh, how that happens. Like, I know that 
you know, my brother, you know, he just had a son and now he like I know any movie he's watching where there's a little kid and he's thinking he's projecting his son onto that yeah. that yeah. movie kid. Any sort of relationship that's, you know, father or daughter, father, son like he's gonna he's gonna think about it that and, way. And, and, he, and it's hard for him to watch if it's ever going south for those yeah. characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh which is interesting, you yeah. know. Well, I couldn't even imagine that. I was thinking yeah. like the other day is like I used to be the more fucked up the better like give me all the nasty gore give me right. all the really fucked up situations that people would be like i can't watch this you're watching old boy a lot uh, weren't you yeah, yeah i have a special director's <laughs> edition fucking steel book over there uh <laughs> do you really yeah <laughs> uh that was like my favorite movie for a really long time as soon time. as i met you i was like old boy no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah yeah that was it but like recently i haven't been watching that stuff at all i i don't know what it is that like, maybe it's just i'm not up on it as much as I used to be, being like, oh, I need to see this one. This is like the new one. Well, it's but, a, it's, the, it's probably, I mean, it could be related to those experiences. Also, just like you hear stories about certain things that happen or certain war um, tragedies that happen. Um, you know, you, you start, you, you grow this empathy the older that you go through life. The more you go through life, you grow this empathy and you in in these things that are even though it is still art and it was art when they made it and it's still art long afterwards it, it might come off as gratuitous right in some way and you're like uh, that's you know you it's it's interesting I, I i hope that i can maintain that level of disconnect of um being able to find something relatable and but not having to d- deter away from it if it's going too far or something, I want to be able to appreciate art for what it is, no matter what happens to me and in yeah. my in my own life. And yeah. I, I hope I can do that. I don't know if I can. Yeah. But I hope so. Yeah. You know. That was very well said. <laughs> um, we're we're also thanks. <laughs> we're also. Uh, well, you saved that for the podcast. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. Oh no, I forgot to turn it off. Oh no. This is all. This oh, is no. we just been sitting here chatting. Good. Um, we're all big stand-up fans here as well, uh, so let's get into these waka wakas a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a favorite comedian? I mean, right now I'm listening to Ali Wong. She, oh, she's oh like, yeah, oh, man, yeah, <laughs> Ali Wong in movies. Uh, what was the movie that I just watched? Definitely be my baby. Yeah, or definitely like be that. my baby. She's great. Uh, her two stand-ups are, mm. yeah, hilarious. So. Yeah, she's great. She's 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 definitely coming up like blowing up because mm-hmm. of netflix like that's really propelled her forward right i don't know uh i mean i love Chappelle. you know he's great and uh i'm trying to think of uh, just who would be like my favorite i don't think i have a favorite comedian but i love like you know i love mitch hedberg i love yeah i love the like i like different all different styles of stand-up like, Me too. I like the you know the one-liners the um the mitch hedberg in the um uh, Stephen Wright's, you know. Yes. Stephen Wright, you know, he's incredible. And yeah. I, I love. Uh, I was gonna say, like mine right now. I don't mm-hmm. know if that, if it's gonna be like this forever, but I love Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. But yeah. He does his is like one-liners, but it's also like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna say what I want to." Yeah. yeah and if totally. you're gonna get mad at me, come at me on Twitter about yeah, it, or don't come to my show. It, yeah. And yeah. then, he, and then they come at Twitter on it, and then he just destroys the people <laughs> that come after him. But he's like, right, right. He's. It's also like. I feel like comedy is almost the only, like... The last free... Yeah, like, you could say whatever you want and you're going to be okay. Totally. Um, but then when it's, like, taken out of context, if somebody just took an Anthony Justin like joke and put it on their Facebook as a status, you'd right. be like, that person is terrible yeah, and right. like, is an awful person. Totally, But totally. if you know that it's an Anthony Justin like joke, you're like, okay, well... Even though it's a bad joke mm-hmm. or, like, in poor taste, 
at least like in that context of a special or whatever, it actually has something there. You right. know? What is a bad joke? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, I don't. Like, well, like, so there's this specifically, I saw probably something. Probably one, one that doesn't make you laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was something recently. There was one of his jokes from his new special that somebody posted on Facebook, and then everybody uh-huh. got really mad at him about it, or like, oh, you're a misogynist. And like, I'm like, no, mm. no, no. That's actually, that's a joke from Anthony Jeselnik new special right like i just watched it and they're like it's not a joke i'm like okay it's not a joke i'm like yeah. All is, right. he, is he quoting did he's he like quote he, he didn't he didn't even quote it he that's didn't put weird. it in quotes well that's just plagiarism uh, yeah yeah he didn't put it in quotes but like the joke isn't even very good it's just like right it's one of just next like throwaway ones as i'm like working up to something else yeah, probably had to be his cadence and yeah his and it's like his the joke is basically like i know this girl with narcolepsy it's the wildest thing uh one minute we're having a conversation the next minute i'm having sex so oh, yeah. so that not in context of a special yeah, or you should probably other quote that laughs. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You should probably Don't let people know that right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Put some quotations yeah, around that. Quote let's, and be let like, someone know. Like, yeah, because yeah. that just sounds not great when it's n- when it's also just somebody's status on Facebook. Well, I mean, like, didn't Dave Chappelle just got in trouble for this? Not this stand-up, but the, the, the stand-up before. Right. Uh, oh, the, yeah. There was a lot of homophobic. Oh, yes. You know, he's yeah. in trouble for this one. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, definitely in trouble for this one. This one, he yeah. took it up a few more notches. Yeah, he but, definitely uh, got in trouble with this one, yeah. for sure. But uh, where is the, you know, where where do we see comedy and it's still, like, something funny, but when we bring mm-hmm. it up to now, now times, it's just, I feel like... Everything's just under a microscope yeah. now. So, like, if you say anything... You just have to be careful. But mm-hmm. in comedy, I feel like it's the only place where th- those guys are just those guys and gals can just do whatever they they need to get that stuff out. Right. I just I know that it's like we, the last bastion of hope. There's a lot that. of cherry picking whenever it comes to what we are okay with and what we're not okay with. Yeah. And and that's that's very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Whenever if there's not going to be any consistency here, you know, because I know, um, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, with his, you know, whole. Uh, debacle, you know, he... Did he just get in an accident? A car accident? Uh, I hope yes. not. Yes. Did he? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, uh, yesterday. Devin oh, said wow. something to yeah. me about it. He got in a car accident. Yeah, he's in you the roll hospital. He's in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, with, like, back injury or something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, man, I hope he's all right. Me, um, too. I haven't, I haven't seen anything about it, so I don't know, but wow. I'm, I'm going to look it up while we're chatting. He, here. um... You know, everybody, over that debacle, you know, they pulled up stuff that he had said... Uh, from you know 10 years prior and he had apologized many times since he had posted those tweets you know and they wanted to pull him because from doing hosting the Oscars and I just started to realize that you know why what's difference the difference between that and Eddie Murphy has a new movie coming out called Dolomite you know my name is Dolomite and that's going to be on Netflix yep nobody is telling Eddie Murphy to not put his movie out on Netflix, yeah. but if you go to Delirious, his um, special, which is on Netflix, yeah. he's, his, like, one of his opening bits is like, no homosexuals better be looking at me while I'm up here, and he doesn't, yeah. he does not use the word homosexual, yeah. and he says none of y'all better be looking at me yeah. while I'm up here, yeah. and he, it's, it's very cruel, yeah. and everyone's mm-hmm. cracking yeah. up, and, yeah. and, and I'm like, People, it's also and time and people are gonna say, "Well, there was a different time," and yeah. I'm like, "Well, ten yeah. years was a different time for Kevin Hart." Yeah, like, that's true. We, yeah. These people evolve, and yeah. we change, and we go through stuff, and people need to be allowed to evolve and need to be able to. Um, I, I don't believe in a merciless society. I believe in a merciful society where people can make mistakes and they can apologize for those mistakes yeah. and continue to do whatever it is that's making a lot of people happy yeah. you know but i don't know also people got to be careful about 
a comedian when they're when they're doing their stand up and then being like, well, that's the, the their view of life. Yeah, it's like they're a comedian. They're doing a bit like they are trying to make you laugh. Yeah. And if they well, think yeah. it's this exaggerated gonna, reality a yeah. lot of the times, exactly. com- completely. And, and not every joke is to have a point. Some jokes are really to to get that rise out of you. Yeah, and it's. Uh, and it's working whenever you yeah, <laughs> yeah. in those moments when you're like, all right, I got to get on Yelp. Yep. <laughs> and I gotta yeah, go I got to go review this. this. I got to yep. get on Rotten Tomatoes and review it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like some specifically with Jesselnick, it's like he's totally an asshole on stage. But when he he just did a Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. where he I don't think he made an offensive joke the entire time. They were just talking about life and about right, being right. a comedian and like what that's like and how to navigate that and well, it's like we forget shows these people you are that, people yeah and they're like yeah. yeah it's not just their persona on these stage. are snapshots like it's it you it takes a pretty low iq to think that this little snapshot that you get of this person oh that's all of them yeah that's completely how could yeah. you ever uh deliver all of who you are within an hour special or within anything you know like that's that's a lifetime of a person you know it's yeah. just yeah it's pretty um it's narrow-minded i mean they, they see you for a few minutes you know as, as a musician you probably get that a lot that people right. think they know you because they listen to your music and everything totally. yeah, it's, you know as a chef people think they know me because they eat my food and stuff like that i feel like right people want to judge you for what they see you and totally. uh, as artists and everything you put your your best forward up front so people can judge you for that and totally totally run. yeah and you and you yeah and it's important to Basically, if you have followers following you, if you're a public figure or whatever, yeah, you got to be responsible um, and respectful. And at the same time, it is always that artist's d- choice and decision to they can either make or break these ties that they have. And, but that's also their choice. It's yeah. like if you're like I can I see some things that certain artists do and I think, am I offended by it? Maybe. Do I think it's a good decision? Probably not. Do I think I have an authority to tell them whether or not they can do it? No. no. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you can do that. Maybe, probably not the best idea. Yeah. But um, but more power to what, yeah. whatever. Like, we'll see what happens, pretty much. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. You do you, you, do you boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite special? Favorite special? This is more of those things that I know I'll think about. I'll think Later about in the car ride right home shit. and I'll be like, why didn't I say that? <laughs> I wanted people to know I was cool. <laughs> um, I I'm trying to jump really fast. I got right. it. I got this. <laughs> right, right. No, Madison's not going to remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. You know who I like who uh, I think sometimes gets a really bad rap is Jim Gaffigan. Oh, I know he's Gaffigan's got a, great, I yeah. know he's got a huge following, yeah. and, but I do know there's a lot of people that think he's a little dopey or whatever, but his uh, Beyond the Pale like first album, first yeah, yeah. first that, one I bought. Was it one. was it was uh, it's incredible yeah. and uh, and then also um, uh, Kevin Hart's that one that first one that really put him on the map. I can't remember what the name of that special was. It might have been called like uh, something seriously Kevin Hart or something like yeah. that. But uh, the one where he starts clowning on Shaquille O'Neal in the front. Oh yeah, it is the most. It just feels like so much raw un uninfluenced Kevin Hart. You know. 
before like the industry really got a hold of them. Yeah, and it is it is amazing. Those it's first just, those first two like Cat Williams specials are like oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're uh, so great. <laughs> like David Che from SNL. Michael oh, Che. Michael Che. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't call him Mike. He looks like a David. He looks like yeah, a Michael <laughs> Che's special. Uh, he's the most recent one that he had. It was really. I, I think it was I haven't good. seen that one yet. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. that one is good. Uh, and uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bill Burr is one. Uh, not the most recent one, but before this one was was a good one. Some of those old uh, George Carlin stuff too, you know. Um, a lot of that's of been coming up a lot lately because it's very topical. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. like it's oh. still like very relevant. Oh, like, yeah, like the there's one that like people keep sharing of him being like, it's a club, and you're not in it. It's oh, yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about how like the government like is, and yeah, stuff or, or just or like the government, government and everything. Yeah. Like you're not a part of like. You may think you're they're looking out for you, but they yeah. don't. It's not you're not in it. That's why it's called the American Dream because yeah. you got to be asleep to yeah. believe it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, some of my some of my favorites would be uh, Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion. Oh, live at oh, the that Purple Onion, that's so great. fucking amazing. Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room. Oh man, is like just. Wait, didn't Patrice O'Neill just die? He, he died a while back. Years okay. ago, a few years back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah special which i think is all on you can watch the entire thing on youtube right right uh, that dude was ruthless man yeah <laughs> he, he was, was ruthless. so good he's like, kind of like a Chappelle in a way yeah he's just kind of very unfiltered and just uh, just goes yeah you're like oh man yeah you're he, going to play like he, he, a, just, he just like starts working the crowd so quickly yeah. like you're just like Jesus, you're man. watching like with your fingers over your yeah, eyes you're, like, you're just oh, kind of no. yeah yeah <laughs> he's not doing it is he yeah. uh and then uh nick kroll's thank you very cool uh, I don't know if I remember so that. So fucking good. That Thank was very cool. so, so is before he kind of had his own show and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. he was doing all these different characters. So he would come <laughs> out as the was very first Johnny person. Bottle like, service. Was Bobby Bottle Service. Bobby Bottle Service. Yeah, Nick Kroll show. Okay, yeah, and yeah. he would he came out as like Bobby Bottle Service and like <laughs> goes, I just want to talk to you about some security issues here <laughs> right. at the theater, and then he would leave and come back as Nick. Oh and wow. And then he would do his stand up bit as Nick, but then all in between those sets would be like some of the other characters would be popping up like it, wow. was, it was so fantastic that's crazy really, man really I, I, maybe i might have saw some of that though because i does it, when he does the bottle so he is like a mohawk sort of thing looking yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah my uh whenever i graduated high school you know um everybody was getting like a new car my friends were, they were all getting these graduation gifts you know and uh, can you can y'all guess what my parents got for me as a graduation gift whenever I graduated high school? Not a car. Just Thanks. just go through a million guesses. Guitar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> they got me tickets to see Sinbad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. I would have cried. I, I would have cried. I did cry yeah, from man. laughter because it yeah. was the best graduation gift yeah, I ever like, got. It was. Sinbad is. He was hilarious, man, and and he just—he's one of those dudes who, uh, yeah, he's like he's like a machine gun when it comes to jokes, and yeah. uh, and he and that's another like kind of person that's become sort of a caricature of himself, like a silly yeah. person. But that guy, yeah, it was uh, it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest shows I'd ever seen. Yeah, I've seen yeah. That. So I've seen I've seen a lot of comedy shows live. You've seen a lot live. Uh, so I well, I'm wearing the shirt too, but I went to the store in L.A. Oh yeah, uh, I went to the comedy store when me and Devin went out there for a week and I like had to make sure that I went to the store once and I had to figure out who was going to be there and all that. Mm-hmm. The one that I went to was Anthony Jessel- Jesselnick, Natasha Leggero, oh, wow. uh, and Chelsea Peretti. Oh, and then wow. like people that, all the door guys and stuff that work there, they always pop up right. and do a set and stuff. They were all really good. Yeah, there was yeah. like some people I didn't know that were also really great, but 
it was just like it was packed it was like exactly what i thought the comedy store was supposed to be like where it's just they're going for it like right, right, right. they're trying out stuff they haven't that you'll probably never hear on a special like natasha Leggero and chelsea peretti were both just on like just both had kids so yeah, it's their yeah. first time on stage they're in, like, working through yeah, material yeah, first time on stage in, yeah, yeah. in months and it's like crazy. Natasha Leggero is like looking at notes on the on the she's like what else do I got and like you know like <laughs> I love that. that man yeah and there was like this one moment where Peretti starts doing the joke and then she says the punchline in the middle of her and she goes ah shit oh and no fuck, I, and then she just like lays out on the floor just like <laughs> just like I can't do that I messed oh, up man. my own joke that's like, a fun time yeah, man yeah, it was it was great I saw um I saw Chappelle once in New York uh, this was right before he decided to come like really really come back yeah so he was working material. Yeah. And so uh, we were in New York for something else, and we realized Chappelle was going to be performing. And it was going to be Michael Che, uh, it was Greer Barnes, Michael Che, Hannibal Burris, then Chappelle. Ooh. So it was going to be all four of these people. And I remember we get to the Gramercy Theater in New York, and uh, uh, it's freezing outside. And we're and it's like I think the whole thing's not starting until like 11:30 at night, and we're waiting outside in this long line. We finally get in. And Chappelle doesn't go on till uh, 2 a.m., about 2, 2.30 a.m. And he was just, he was smoking like a chimney, he comes out, and he was kind of just okay because he was just working through material. Yeah. And it was, but it was fun to watch, though. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, sure enough, I saw him like a year later. It was one of the best shows I'd ever seen because now he had been working out. But it was a weird, weird experience when it came to seeing stand-up. And I remember being there, and there was a kid, drunk kid in front of me, and I just hear him look up, and I just hear him go, Ja! And I'm like, Ja! And I look over to my left, and there was Ja Rule <laughs> sitting in, because there's only one Ja. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe Tony Ja, I don't know. Yeah. But I look over to my left, and there's a Ja Rule sitting in a, uh, like a VIP section, and he's staring directly at me. So this kid yelled, now Ja Rule's looking at me. The kid's not even looking at Ja Rule anymore. And I'm like, lock eyes with him and I just nod my head slowly forward and he just nods his back slowly forward and I felt my soul die that day <laughs> I was like ever since then my whole routine I have to go dis murder on stage <laughs> you didn't ask him what's his name yeah exactly <laughs> what's my name oh man Jesus. yeah it was a, it was a weird, weird night man yeah well we're certain, starting to run out of time here but I have Three more questions. Uh, these can be quick, or, or you can totally elaborate on them as much as you want. Carlos, if you could cook in any chef's kitchen in the world, where would it be and why? Man, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> you should have like, just gave me the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gave me a question before so I can prepare. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I will, you know, if I, I don't know if it's a kitchen, but more for a person. Yeah. I think like every chef's dream will be cooked with Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Mm. You know, like I think that that's what everybody, at least in my world, it's it's aspiring to be, you know, get paid so you can eat and drink and travel. You yeah. Know? Um, so I, it'd be awesome to cook with him. Um, but that's a, that's I, a great answer. Yeah. I, that's it. That's yeah. what I have. Yeah. Madison, if you could write a song with any musician in the world, who would it be and why? Tom Waits. I'd love to write with Tom Waits that's because because I've uh, I mentioned Tom Waits a lot in interviews because my dad listened to a lot of Tom Waits whenever I was growing up and I didn't really understand uh, like his music or where he was coming from yeah. and then uh, one day I started when I started writing music and playing and then I went back it, everything everything was brilliant you know it just it felt really brilliant and maybe like Elliot Smith too 
Like yeah. I, I really like uh, Elliot Smith. He's I, he. I feel like sometimes he's really kind of beholden to his time. But yeah, that was another musician who I, one of the first people who I was trying to learn their guitar, you know, their folky guitar licks. Yeah. And I, I think also kind of made folk music accessible for like a younger kind of kid or made it kind of seem cool in a way to where you could go learn this and play it for your friends. So somebody like that. Yeah, Tom Tom Waits is, yeah, it was, it's one of those things where you're like, you don't really get it at first and then you just got to kind of keep it just going clicks. back at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. What have you been listening to lately? I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts now. Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like I was talking to this to some of my friends. Like, I, I have now to the age, age that my music is too old and the new music is not. I can't stand it. Right. So I don't <laughs> right. know what to listen to. Like, I can only listen so much like Dr. Dre or oh. anything like that. So yeah. I just listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, the Daily Side Guys okay. is one of my favorite podcasts cool. right now. Or, and Cults. And what's what are the, what's that about? Uh, it's about every cult that has ever, Ooh. you know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it's, pretty it's two deep. Episodes yeah. About, yeah, that's my favorite part of this cult. podcast. Yeah. Like, I've been listening to cults. What's yeah. cults about? He's like cults. It's about yeah. cults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that stuff's fascinating. Yeah, 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 Sounds yeah. culty. It, it's, <laughs> it got a cult it, following. I, I kind of want to start a cult following. myself. You know? <laughs> the sandwich, one. the cult of the sandwich. The sandwich cult. I'm, in, I'm into that. I'm cult. Not, can I get in it? I'm, I'm in let's it. all do it. Is yeah. this the the? Are we commencing the the sandwich cult? Right sandwich cult. Let's do it. All right, man. We're all wearing black. This works. We got glasses, beers. Yeah. I think we got it. You got to get a hat, Chris, and we're all. Uh, there's there's got to be one around here somewhere. The sandwich you cult. You Chris, so you will be at the face yeah. of the cult. Perfect. Yeah. I'm gonna write the soundtrack to the, yeah. the yeah, sandwich cult. This is great. Yeah, oh, man. Subliminal messages in there, like record stuff backwards. <laughs> record it backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he's undoing the deli sandwich. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don't put that mayo. Yeah. Man. Take the mayo off. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what have you been listening to lately, Madison? Um, I like podcasts too. I like Mark Maron's podcast a lot. I've been listening to that and um been listening to a lot of hip-hop lately kind of like like rap like i kind of took a long break from listening to rap and hip-hop and because it just it didn't sound like the stuff that i really liked or grew up with it started taking on this you know these different flows and uh rhythms a lot of singing yeah not really into a lot of uh i don't mind singing i just like like but that i i hate when i hear something that sounds incredible and then 20 percent of it is like of some lyrics and then you know, eighty percent of it is like some auto tune, you know, singing, and I'm like, are the, right. ly- are, are the lyrics coming back? Yeah, yeah. and they never yeah, come back. And uh, and that I feel like I found that I started finding that a lot more, so I just stopped l- really listening. But I've been listening to Joyner Lucas a little bit. Yeah, he's like cool. uh, I like I really like that's his style and voice is something I feel like I would never normally like, and I but I find myself finding like certain songs he's done that I that I'm really listening to over and over again. And some new Pusha T stuff, and uh, and also uh, in 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 the Rhapsody, like I mentioned before, like uh, I've been listening to a lot of her stuff, and uh, not not a lot of female artists that I hear who sound just like a like who sound like a like a Nas or something something yeah. like that, you know. And and she's incredible. She sounds like she could be like on the like a member of the Wu Tang Clan or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, what I've been listening to is I I was at. I was out doing something else, and then I was, like, looking through Instagram and realized that, like, one of my favorite musicians was playing with Bob Moses Mm, at Power and Light. Um, His name's Julio. He used to be in this band called As Tall as Lions that I was very into when I was in high school. They were, like, 
kind of before their time, they were like, I, I don't want to say, like, kind of very chill, but, like, really, really good. I was going to say, like, sort of, like, good Coldplay. Right, right, that right. Is, yeah. Uh, but they were, they were really great. And I was messaging him, and he sent me uh, the new stuff that he has been working on called Extremely Bad Man. Mm. And the album's called Love is Pure. And it's, like, him and a producer. And it's, like, kind of jazzy, hip-hoppy beats. Mm, okay. uh, but he's singing. Uh, and he has a yeah, beautiful yeah, voice. Yeah. Sounds like kind of R&B-ish, and they have a lot of little features and stuff in there. Nice. It's a really interesting album, but um, I've been listening to that a lot. Very and then, cool. Speaking uh, about R&B, have you yeah. noticed how R&B back in the 2000s was way better than now R&B? It's different. What yeah. is R&B yeah. now? Uh, is it, it, who, I don't know anymore. Who's a, who's a um, good like r yeah. Miguel. Miguel. Like, that's like yeah. R&B. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, also, like, me, like songs are shorter nowadays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Songs like are like very they don't, shorter. They don't shorter. groove. They no. don't groove for a like long time. Like we were like listening to some of the, uh, the station, Ja Rule Station on Pandora, and most of the hip-hops from that era, it's three over three minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everything's on their, like, 2.30, 2.15. Yeah. Right. People um, want their immediacy, you know? No. You know what I noticed, which is really weird? It doesn't, and I don't even know if it matters. Uh, titles are shorter <laughs> than yes. they ever used to yeah, be. Yeah. What's the name of that new album come out? It's called Believe. Like, oh wow, uh, like, Scorpion. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Scorpion. It's it's just like one fine, it, one interesting word. They and don't have the whole they thing. don't have like a long sentence that yeah, or it, just like yeah. or like just something like a, a weird uh, combination of just a few words yeah. that you're not really used to. Like, um, I just I've I'm starting to find that more and more. Like his brand new album's coming out. It's called power like oh my okay, everything cool. sounds like a cologne yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it does. <laughs> do you guys have anything to plug before we uh before we get out of here started with the family that's uh, a record that my mom and i just made uh it's 10 tracks on it please 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 go listen to that record it's uh, a folky just duo record only two voices and two guitars one microphone and um it's uh really special to us and uh also um we have a, a new YouTube channel, uh, Madison Water the Mama Bear YouTube channel, awesome. and we're gonna have v- videos that that should r- routinely be posted on there, and uh, and it's gonna be really cool. A lot of uh, like music videos, but also um, we have a new s- web series that we started called One for the Record, where different artists go into these record shops, and basically they just have to kind of look around. Do they, we're shopping with them, and they can only leave with only one record at the end of the whole thing, and okay. we buy that record for them, and then we and we shoot that, and we've got some cool different uh, guests we've had like uh, guster has done one and cool. st paul and the broken bones I love and that. um uh we had the milk carton kids just recently and uh john paul white and so we really want people to follow it because it's we we put like a lot of love into this and it's uh it, it's fun to see like what they come out with what they you know what they choose and uh yeah um so we'll be releasing those on the on the madison ward of the mama bear youtube page That's so awesome very cool I'm just gonna plug my restaurants. Poyo oh, yeah. on Southwest Boulevard. You want a great chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I am looking at Madison right now. <laughs> he, point, he pointed to me this time too. Great chicken, hey, Madison. Chicken. His eyebrows went up. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Sure, yeah. if I wink back, like yeah. you know what it is. Yeah. No, no, no but uh, yeah. It, <laughs> we got Shall the bite, we? the pollo, and the bite, uh, and of course, Taqueria Vegana, our pop up vegan pop up. That it's happening right now. Uh, it's good stuff don't miss it don't be late all right guys well <laughs> this has been a ton of fun and thank you guys for coming on again thanks for having us thanks, chris. chris we appreciate it man uh, no problem see you guys next time take care